0: Okay, so we're gonna start out. I'm gonna say welcome in real quick, but I have a special version of an intro for y'all. And I just wanna say, I've been practicing this all day. It's not gonna be perfect, but I use Google Translate. So, sorry in advance, but I wanted to try. Cameron and and Alex, y'all have a thumbs up from y'all? Y'all can say, turn it on so you're gonna say something.
1: Uh, I thumbs up. Yeah, go ahead. Okay.
0: Oh my goodness, I'm nervous.
1: Which means, Alex, would you read it for me? Uh, yes, I can. Give me one second, Davis. It means, hello all, today on Through the Lens, we'll be talking about the film Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Which, uh, in China, it does have a different name, so
0: I'm not sure how well that translated. Interesting. Because in China, I was just reading that earlier. It was, like, in Hong Kong, it was, like, mystical... Woman warrior, whatever, saves the universe, something like that. I think that's a
2: cooler name, to be honest. It's a
0: pretty cool name. I agree. It cool also. Name. I think uh, everywhere, I think everything everywhere all at once has, which that's what we're doing today. Uh,
1: yeah, obviously. In uh, case it wasn't it obvious a, when I translated it, thank you, Dad. As an
0: artsier name. I like it like that,
2: personally. I, I didn't understand. I, I read the title and I was like, this is a cool, this looks cool. So I went to the movie no, having no idea what it was going to mm. be. And about three hours later, I was like, huh. That was pretty cool. Pretty cool. I, I just did not expect that at all. Before
0: we get into the movie, though, Cameron's never been with us before. This is Cameron Kasperzak, spelled K A S P R Z A K. Yeah, Alex. Alex misspelled okay. it on here. I corrected wow. it. Yeah, bro. I did. My bad. My bad. My bad. But Cameron, we yeah, just yeah. Did, we did just dox you. He lives at <laughs> no, no. 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 What's what's Walter White's address?
2: My
1: I'm Walter uh, White. Uh, Ro- uh, Negro Aurora, Aurora Lane
0: <laughs> or whatever. I uh, saw a pretty funny video the other day of Trump and Pl- Walter Jr. playing a game.
1: <laughs> oh, I saw <laughs> it, yeah. saw that, too. That was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. You live at
0: 608, Negro Aurora, Aurora, Aurora Lane. Wow, Very that funny. was that. I was, never said I could do a good job.
1: You really couldn't. But, uh, <laughs> as we got to do said, our news first. Cameron is the website director here at yeah. uh, Weagle 91.1 FM and host of Pop Style. Which yes. is what day of the week? I can't remember. It is Mondays at four. Mondays at my, four p.m. Davis's old time. Davis, is old time. Davis kicked me out. Davis has moved on with. Are you with that too? What time? Wednesdays at five. Wednesdays at five p.m. There you go. And then of course ours is supposed to be Thursdays at five, but that's for the pre-recorded ones. Right now we're just you know talking about things as we do a uh, podcast. It's actually style. one a.m. right now. No, it's not. Uh, but as as Davis mentioned before, we get into the everything, the everywhere, and the all at once. We're gonna have to. Start first with our trivia from yep. our previous episode, the Stranger Things episode. For those who listened, it was a pretty bit of a softball. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, Cameron, we'll let, you we'll know Cameron it. answer it. Uh, <laughs> what was the song that Eddie played in the season four <laughs> finale to save the day? Oh, Stranger that Eddie things. played? Oh, yeah. it was Master
2: of Puppets. Exactly. By Metallica. There you go. There you yeah. go. We, Look we at couldn't that.
1: find a good trivia
0: card, so I just I just off the dome. I came up with that
1: one. Wow, what what an off the dome <laughs> moment, Davis. That's we were incredible. talking about Stranger Things. Yes, we were, indeed. Um, but that, we'll also have a trivia question at the end of today's episode to be answered at the next episode, so we'll see how that goes. But on to the news. Quite a bit to discuss in the world of pop culture. Not going to talk about everything that's gone on since our last episode in August. Or not in August, in July. Excuse me. This is August. But House of Dragon had its worldwide premiere on Sunday, August 21st, and the show has received rave reviews so far. The premiere was watched by 9.9 million people, which is the highest... Um, viewership for any premiere this year, and that's also beats any episode from the first, uh, seven seasons of Game of Thrones, which is an absurd number. We're getting stared at by station manager Luke right now, I'm not really sure what's going on, hello. Um, uh, but... I don't know, Cameron, did you watch uh House have you watched Game of Thrones or House of Dragons? I've
2: never watched Game of Thrones, but I did watch the first episode of
1: House of Dragons. Really? How was it? I'd not watch it myself. I I'm planning on watching bored. it this weekend. Really? I've never I've never seen Game of Thrones. I feel like Thrones. you have to you have to yeah. already be in on Game of Thrones that's, for that. That's a good point. I mean, I've heard that it's Which kinda... Game of Thrones, like the actual one. It's
0: actually pretty good. I watched the first season. I was pretty oh, yeah.
1: on it. For the first four seasons of Game of Thrones, I'll put up with any show on the planet. The problem is after the first four seasons of Game of Thrones I've seen a lot of
0: people debating about if they should like just Bring it back and just retcon season five and six. There was six. a
1: petition to redo season eight uh, that got or, well, yeah, two million signatures. So people really hate Like, just, just
0: let George R. R. Martin finish his book just or whatever. read the book. He's never going to finish well, it. Yeah, no, not. he hasn't finished Oh, him. yeah, I forgot about He that. has a weird way of writing.
1: He's he, been just writing... Kinda, he just kind of sits around all day. He goes like, I got an idea. He's been writing <laughs> The Winds of Winter for like ten <laughs> years yeah, it's now. 10 years. It's Just crazy. time. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> right. Yeah, but apparently. This man thought Rome was built in a day. He mad. Oh good lord! But yeah, so nine point nine million viewers, but apparently one of those Cameron was very bored. Uh, yeah, I've heard none of good things though, so I don't know. We'll see. I mean, when I looked up for my phone, I was like,
2: I mean, that looks kind of cool. I was kind of distracted by uh, who, who was the actor? The oh, Doctor Who Matt, guy, Matt Smith. Matt, Matt Smith. Smith. I was like, that's Matt Smith. I couldn't pay attention. Cause uh, I'm was distracted in
0: everything he's in because he's,
2: he's very. Don't uh, don't be like ghoulish. the rest of Twitter. He, he, I mean, I'm, he just has a very distinct face. He does. Well, it's, yeah, but not,
0: unfortunately, Twitter
2: is now saying that he's just ugly
1: and he should not be cast. I'm not going to say exactly. I'm not saying that. All right, all right, all right. He
0: I'm has just, a ghoulish look to him, though. That's why he played. Did you a, ever play Wizard One Hundred and One? Did you ever Wizard One Hundred and One? I did not. No. Did you play Wizard One Hundred and One? No, Davis. <laughs> look up the look up the zombie card from Wizard One Hundred and One right now. The zombie card
1: you. from which, by the way, we're going to be trying a new thing here. Where we have to describe what we're seeing because I was told on last episode we didn't do a good job. I'm looking card. at a Picture of Matt Smith right now one oh one Did you? Is
0: that the one that? Um,
2: I don't see. Or no,
0: uh, I'll find. It, I'll find. It. It's, yeah, yeah, this guy. This guy. R- look up rotting fodder. L- rotting fodder. Rotting, rotting fodder. fodder. And what I'm looking at here is a tall, skinny guy, kind of like a zombie. He has a card, and it was a 101 one game. You cast this card, he jumps up out of this the dirt.
2: You like said this is Matt Smith.
0: Now look at look at his face, man. Look at his face, man. What
2: look at those are you, cheekbones. You're saying your voice like that. That is not the same. They don't even look similar at all. Well, yeah, one of them's a video game character. Yeah, so but yeah. I don't understand. All the right, guys, basically what Davis
0: has sent us like is that. a really
1: tall skeleton man. It's he not the
0: height. That's the why y'all so hard. Why y'all so stuck <laughs> on the tall part? <laughs> because it, we're trying to bother it's you. The that's why. The cheekbones, why.
1: man. That's why. Why you, What is this inflection of your tone?
0: We should just end the episode right here. If you no, know, if I'm gonna no, so we're not.
1: We're not gonna. But anyway, speaking of big time TV shows, uh, and that media, nobody's gonna care
0: about media that's
1: ba- that's based on a book. It's the Lord of the Rings: The Rings of Power TV series will have two episodes premiering in roughly 200 theaters worldwide on August 31st, two days before the series is set to premiere on Amazon Instant Vi- or Amazon Prime Video. I don't know how you guys feel about the series, but I'm so underwhelmed. Don't care. Like, have they done yeah. anything for you? I thought I was gonna care. Like, when people announced, "Oh my gosh, guys, Lord of the Rings is gonna be getting a TV show. They're gonna put billion dollars into it." I was so excited, and the trailers have been so underwhelming. Like even House of Dragon, I was vibing with the trailers. I haven't watched it yet. And maybe my opinion will change, but I thought the trailers sold it well. But with Lord of the Rings, like, well, how are you guys feeling about this? Because I just It doesn't even look like Lord of the Rings. It thank just looks you. like
2: they just took they went to a prop store and there were like swords and shields and dwarves.
1: It honestly I, looks like what happens if somebody saw Lord of the Rings once and then tried to describe it to somebody and like, oh, okay. Yes, yeah. So this is my sketch of because like it just doesn't it doesn't feel like it and it, I guess you know.
0: I got a question about it. Go ahead. Were they using that? You know the thing they used for the Mandalorian, where like it's like wrapped around. Oh, them, volume. Are they volume. using that for this? I
1: don't believe so. I think the budget's much higher than to, to okay. demand volume because th- the reason Mandalorian used volume is because it doesn't require as much VFX work, and therefore the budget can be just low. a lot it of this. So a good. lot of the lighting in it looks really flat to me. Well, yeah, it's thing. So volume. That's works. why I thought it was volume. That's so the thing. So. Because volume lighting is terrible. What Davis no, and I discussed, yes, is. is that volume, when used on the Mandalorian, looked really good because it fit the vibe of the Mandalorian? But then Obi Wan Kenobi and other Star Wars These shows volume. have attempted to use the same thing, and it I it think that's so why flat. the shows. Okay, have looked, I want to rewind.
2: Out. You say it, it fits the vibe of the Mandalorian, but not Obi he Wan. Said that. They're the exact same thing. Think, They're on I a think, desert
1: planet. I think one was. I think it. I think. The creators of The Mandalorian knew what they were trying to use volume for, where the creators of Obi-Wan Kenobi just used it. You know what else uses could. the volume? The Batman, and it looks great because yeah, it, if you know how to use it. I'm it'll saying look that good. Disney's just thrown it but to their Disney,
2: other they're... shows rather than knowing. Well, yeah, but it's you said the volume looks bad. I think that's the exception. Bad. Yeah, it looks but, bad in everything except the Batman. But just bad lighting looks bad. It's not the volume. Nothing forensic about the volume makes it bad.
0: Okay, I'll live with that. So they have bad lighting in Disney shows. Yeah, nothing else yes. here. They have a lot of bad <laughs> things in Disney
2: shows. There's no, there's no debates there
0: on
1: the bad things I, in Disney shows. But speaking of I'd a still good ra- shows,
0: hey, I'd still rather it be in a real place. That's all I, I'll say. I, I
1: concur. We're we'll big practical effects fans over here. I, I, I like the way Dune did the CGI I agree. With the Dune, Dune, Dune looked Sand awesome.
0: Screen. Yeah. CGI is for supplemental value. Not I agree. Just,
2: you shouldn't. There's a few things where like. Like in Doom with the giant worm, yeah. gotta use it. Like you had, you can't. There's no real giant. But they didn't worms. just. They didn't just do CGI. Like instead of green screen, they had like a a tan screen that yeah. they CGI. Ah, so the so lighting was. It, it looked like sand. Yeah. I like that. See, they know what they're doing. They're, yeah. th- 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 that's, Dennis that's
1: Villeneuve. No, Denis no. Vila- Denis Villeneuve. That's <laughs> that's, a, that's a reference. It's it's you, an unfortunate reference. I don't even think you said it right. Oh, it's Denis, Denis, Denis Villeneuve. Villeneuve.
2: It's D- Denis Villeneuve.
1: Not again. Okay. <laughs> at, le- at least you didn't wait until the end of the episode. Thank you. Th- thank nice. you. We're, we're going to work on that. We'll have figured it out by the next Dune episode. Uh, speaking hey, of no another- shade. Just making a joke. Uh, there, there you go, Davis way, way to cover your track. Speaking of another big time TV show at Amazon, The Boys season four has begun filming. A good show? <gasps> In another season? Yes, I, it. I know. Which it's it's been many moons since I first tried to convince Davis to watch now the boys, watched, and now he's watched the whole thing. Cameron, you're shaking your head over I, there.
2: I watched like the first. I started watching the first episode, and that scene where the the fast guy a train just pulverizes a yes. train baby. That was so gross <laughs> that I was like, I'm not watching. Well, yeah, you wouldn't have ha- liked the yeah, you, wouldn't you wouldn't have liked like the rest, and it gets so, much it worse. Gets I'm sure it's grosser. good, but it I is just, very. I can't. Good. Ha- I'm,
1: it's it top-tier television, but The Boys Season 4 has begun filming. The first episode is titled The Department of Dirty Tricks, and it is written by David Reed and being directed by Phil Segrecia. Also, according to The Hollywood Reporter, Jeffrey Dean Morgan has joined the cast of Season 4. The cast grows. He's going
0: to play his character from Supernatural in it. It's going to be a crossover.
1: He's going to play, play Black Noir's dad, much like his what was supposed to be his character in the Flashpoint movie. Well, it's, it's a loose he's gonna connection. He's going to be Thomas Wayne in the Flashpoint Yes, exactly, movie. and it's a loose connection there. Lose connection. I think, Who Black voiced Nars him is in Batman? the Flashpoint animated Not, not movie. him, but he, but that Jeffrey D. Morgan was supposed to be. I do remember that. I remember. Oh, I
0: remember all the like the
1: Photoshop photos of such him bad. Why the- did you leave me dead? Yeah. <laughs> such. Oh my. Oh my gosh. Not that. That's Are we egg- ever gonna see the Flash movie? That, no.
0: <laughs> Hopefully not. Cyborg, well, Michael B. Jordan is cyborg in the Flashpoint the qu- paradox.
1: Yes. Great. Flashpoint paradox is a great movie. Great movie. movie. Great movie. always yeah. is in it. Yeah. You haven't seen it, Cameron? I, I've seen it. I mean, I didn't
2: like the comic that much. Interesting. Okay. Because DC every time they have an event, it's just like it just gets worse every time. Oh, yeah. That's yeah fair. The that, comics just keep getting worse. That's fair.
1: That's a
0: that's, they, that's a fair point. Like is power scaling? Yeah. It's pa- for, it, it is. is this guy the in newest sci-fi?
2: one they they just they I don't know if you keep up with the comics but the newest one they just said the whole every DC thing ever um the guy from Watchmen who's the, Oh, uh, m- uh, no, no Doctor Manhattan. Doctor Manhattan made the entire DC universe when he was on Mars. That's what he was doing Huh. So that's what they did with the as far as I can understand. That seems like happened. a
1: retcon. <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah.
1: Oh Lord. Yeah. Uh I would rather see an that.
2: animated movie of that.
1: Yeah. Than uh yeah. Flashpoint. That's fair. That's fair. Uh and speaking
2: Flashpoint,
0: of anime yeah, okay. movie's good though.
1: I agree. I I like I like the movie. It's actually really it's actually really fun. I, I like the movie a lot. I, th- I thought it I thought it flipped. The script enough compared to what DC had made animated wise. It's better since. than the Injustice one. The problem did they is, make yeah, the Injustice one. Yeah, it was really bad. It was one of the worst things. I never liked maybe. the Injustice
2: comic. The Injustice story is just awful.
1: Any evil? What Superman? if Superman was bad? I think. I think, I I think the problem yeah. is the story, as flawed as it may be. I think the games made took the story and made it so good, the and games then are good. Yeah. And then the and then the show, the animated movie, was just so disappointingly terrible.
0: I feel like the idea of the a games are great. Bad though. Superman, like Omni Man, or like. Uh, Homelander, they can't like. I just, I mean, I mean two. There, the only two good ones I can think of. But having Superman, but then be evil. I, I don't think they can. They've never struck the landing. It's on that bad for me. because
2: you're trying to subvert Superman being good. But that itself was a subversion of this ideology of like an ideal group of people that are better than everyone else. They flipped that on its head and said, well, he could just be like anyone else, and he's a good person.
1: That's a good point.
0: Uh, Homelander's
1: really interesting. That's true. I I I think
0: Homelander's more interesting than Omni-Man, but Omni-Man's pretty interesting. I
2: would
1: agree. I would agree on that. And we just brought up Disney Plus earlier. A behind-the-scenes documentary about the making of Obi-Wan Kenobi is releasing on Disney Plus. And i got to say, this is kind of a real failure on sticking the landing here because they clearly, in my opinion— made a we're filming a documentary thinking that obo and kenobi would be some cultural event and Nobody the show was so work. disappointing yep. that like nobody's gonna like like i can't wait to see uh episode four documentary they're like ah oh, what if we choose really gray lighting for this scene and then also just oh the lightsabers are the only light Why source and then Vader we just, just
2: put
0: out the fire again
1: that's a great question davis he went he j- he blew it out the first time with the
0: force and, and then it came back on, and he just stood there and watched like, walk away. He's like, I can Did you watch it?
1: N- no. Don't. Oh, I watched, like, um, the first
2: 30 seconds of the first episode, and I got bored and stuff like yeah, I It's
1: boring. It's not boring. I, I, you know, I'm a hyperbolic person, admittedly. Davis Davis knows this. Yeah. Um, but I like to give most shows the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I hated this show. It was so-, so. Wow. Like, my friends, like, like, they thought it was, like, oh, nice, cool, fun. I went on and went. And the problem is I had really high expectations, but also – if you're doing the Obi-Wan IP, you have to deliver. Like, it's not, this isn't Andor. This isn't the Mandalorian, a new character you've created. This isn't Boba Fett. You know, this is Obi-Wan. And also, the lore is there. The, it's right there. And they just, I think they fumbled the bag a lot with, like, they were like, oh, Hayden Christian's coming back, but, like, he's going to show up, like, two times. And I'm like, okay, well, then why'd you do all this press to him coming back? I was disappointed by that. And then, of course, they, Cameron, I don't know if you care about spoilers or not. I, I don't care. Fair at all. enough. Well, spoiler to those who do, unless you haven't seen the show already. The ending is just—they do the one thing you can't do, right? Because you know how, if you do a prequel, you can't have the two characters that exist in the future come into conflict and be in a position to kill each other. Because then, how does the how does it work, right? Yeah. That's the great prequel. You know what I'm talking about? I've never heard this. Before. Well, like no, it's, is, it's, it's the just, idea. It's not of, not like a, yeah, it's like, the idea of writing a prequel. So who
2: who fought each other?
1: Obi Wan and Darth Vader fight each other, and Obi Wan has him dead to rights, and he's like, you know, I'm just gonna leave. The mass murdering psychopath alive, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Wow, and and not the to mention, Bastards
0: prequel, not to
1: they... <laughs> <laughs> not to mention in this scene, Darth Vader's like, Anakin is dead, and he's like, oh, okay, and then Obi Wan just walks away, and I'm like, huh? They're setting up another season, is what they're doing. <laughs> I hated it. Cause like again, I that's just you can't do you can't do that with a prequel because then cause again with the great with a prequel, characters have to survive, right? That's the whole gimmick. Yeah. Is that obviously Darth Vader can't die. Oblon can't die. We know they can't die, so they're not in danger. So how do you write around that? And they just didn't. They just wrote it as if they weren't, as if there was tension, but you knew no one was like it was so, so bad. And I I, I just I I hated it. I was so disappointed, and it got worse every time. And that's that's my, that's my rant. It. That that's a that's a rarity. But yeah, I mean, if you want to give it a shot, just to see no, what I'm we're not, all talking no, about, I'm not shot. doing it. That's fair. That's you fair. Can't we, make we, me. we we can talk more about exactly is, what we're this is wrong Disney's later Disney's fault. on. Disney's fault. Ah, you know, it might be. It, it is it's not. Fault. Star Wars has not been good since like the second. But movie. speaking of hope that we may have, I've got another thing. It's all connected. You're all. Okay,
0: actually, I want I want to go ahead. No, Quick
1: detour. You can.
0: I I think that's a. You can say that, but. If you look at the prequels, which aren't well written, at least they're like not good at anything, at least they have care put into them. That that's a, that's like a... you can say they're bad movies, which is fine. I'm not going to be like, oh, Attack of the Clones is so good. At least George Lucas actually kind of thought it through. As... Like he he had he had an idea there, yeah. and he worked it out. Not well. I'm not going to defend Attack of the Clones. I will defend Revenge of the Sith because that movie kind of bangs. Oh, nope, a- in like a way,
2: that. Rogue One. <laughs> Rogue, Rogue One's say, good. Disney made Rogue One. That's one of the better Star Wars movies. I, I, I
0: see a lot of flaws, especially with the cinematography. Personally, interesting. That's I like that point. I mean, like, there's certain shots, but like, I feel like the lighting is just like I thought. It Disney, was just- if it's like Disney, all it, all the lighting seems just flat. In to me. fairness, like, it's I on think I think the lighting
1: of like. Rogue One was more to differentiate itself from the previous Skywalker Saga installment, since it was the first anthology. And I will say, as someone who is notoriously hated on the prequels, I do concur with the fact that. No matter what, I could tell that George Lucas really cared about what like, he, he was writing. Plan. He had he a plan. He was also creative enough.
0: Like, Obi-Wan feels like they just, every episode, they're like, okay, what are we going to do this episode?
1: If, it, it honestly felt like they just phoned it in. They're like, okay, we have this IP. We have to do it. And they just did it, and it It was feels bad. like how Marvel in the
0: 90s trying to hold on to like the rights to their movies, or just or Fox, I guess, to hold Fox. on to like, when they, had, they made that Fantastic Four movie that they never released. I didn't know they did that. <laughs> they did. Oh, it Lord. was made by... Just so they could hold on to the rights of Fantastic Four, they were like, let's make this movie. And none of the actors knew that this was going to happen. They thought it was going to be released. And then after it happened, they were
1: like, okay, shelve it. Tax write off. Just heard the right. Not the original tax writer. It was made by someone
0: actually pretty famous.
1: Interesting. Okay, well, while Davis looks into that, I'm going to read off a quote that relates to Star Wars, and it's in the opposite direction. In an interview with Variety, showrunner Tony Gilroy has said that there will be no fan service in Andor, the series that will follow and Andor before the events of Rogue One. I'm going to read the full quote here because it's a very interesting quote and feels like a shot across the bow at Disney, honestly. He said this, quote, Roger Corman. Really? You know Roger Corman? Really? I'll no I don't know who Roger Corman is Davis why don't you tell us about him sure I'll wait um now I don't got it uh huh (laughs) look at that can can I continue my quote Davis while you do some research Yeah. and I quote from uh, Tony Gilroy the showrunner for Andor I wanted to do it about real people they've made all this IP about the royal family in essence it's been great but there's a billion 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 other beings in the galaxy there's plumbers and cosmeticians journalists what are their lives like the revolution is affecting them just as much as anybody else. Why not use the Star Wars canon as a host organism for absolutely realistic, passionate, dramatic storytelling? I mean, definitely going against the grain of what Disney's done so far, of what anybody with any famous IP has thought. Cameron, you're nodding in agreement. What do you think about that? It
2: sounds amazing. I like the sound of this. I agree. I, I mean, agree. Like the first Star Wars movie, like without all the context of all the other ones you watch and you're like, this is a guy. This is a guy on a desert planet, and he just goes on this crazy adventure, this random guy. And then you find out, oh, his dad was blah, 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 whatever. But And then you keep on going down this rabbit hole of these uninteresting characters, but you have to see who they are because they're related to him for some reason. And you're just like, I don't want to see this. I want to see this other interesting thing.
1: I agree, and I think it also goes in a direct shot against the sequel trilogy.
2: What? I don't think Alex really agrees. What do you mean?
1: Do you agree with what he said? About what do you mean? Do you agree
0: with what he's just yes, said about I, Star Wars? Yeah, I feel like I do. Why? Interesting. I'm just, I just I feel like you don't actually agree. I feel like I feel like from in the from your previous opinions about Star Wars, I feel like you don't agree with what he just said. Okay, then in what way, Davis? I he just oh, I can't say that word. He absolutely just dumped on Star Wars and you're like, "Yeah, I agree."
1: I think I think in in, in terms of the flaw of that character that we saw specifically in the sequel trilogy where you have this interesting character of Rey that they Oh, we're just talking about the shoot. sequel trilogy here. Well, just in general, Like, okay, the prequels I'm fine with because it's to connect the lore. But, like, even in. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. And that's where we disagree. But, like, let's talk about the sequel trilogy. They just shoehorned Rey into, like, two bloodlines at once
0: Skywalker.
1: But you're also. Like, you know, like, that's exactly what he's talking about that. I I was thinking more about that. The prequels I'm fine with because it's supposed to focus on the original characters. But I think that. That example is seen more specifically in the Skywalker saga because, again, this nobody character that could have been very interesting ends up just being a relative of another character that we've already met twice. So that that's where the flaw goes. Even Ryan Johnson tried to do it with, like, the stable boy that had the Force or whatever. That was a cool idea, but then they just pff, threw it away again. Ugh. Because Disney and Marvel fans can't, can't watch a movie. There weren't enough cameos. That's true.
2: They oh. couldn't point and scream and clap. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Last Jedi's
1: good. I'm going to stand like by that. Oh, thank you. I love oh. The Last Jedi. I like, I like some of its ideas execution wise. I can no. agree there's things that don't work, but
0: overall, that is the be- best movie of the three of that yes. sequel trilogy. Force Awakens is just J.J. Abrams being like, oh, what's gonna, what's this going to be? What's this going to be? Oh, wait, wait, guys. Like, oh, what's that going to be? Just like you were just watching Lost is all it was.
1: <laughs> okay, that was, that was good.
0: D- didn't uh, he make Lost? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. so that's, that's, that's why I
1: referenced Lost. Okay. <laughs> he
0: only made like the first – I watched a, I watched like, like seven like hours of content about Lost. Yes, he created yeah. it,
1: but he didn't really write it. Well, yeah, but that's like Michael Crichton's the creator of ER. But he didn't write all of VR. He conceptualized the pilot that then led to the show. It's a thing.
0: JJ Abrams was like,
1: "That's how most TV shows work. (laughs) Most of the like creators are big. Like Steven Spielberg has created a number of TV shows that he wasn't involved in later on. He just conceptualized them and then sells them to studios for a lot of money. Roger Corman.
0: It's called the Pope of Pop Cinema. He made Death Race Two Thousand. That movie's crazy. Uh, The one from nineteen seventy-five. By the way. Oh. But he, he was like he was like pumping out like the crazy movies and then they're like hey Roger Corman come make this Fantastic Four movie that we're just gonna dump and you get it like ten million dollars for it. Wow, I'm gonna find that movie. You can watch it. Oh really? Really? I think it, it's somewhere you can watch it. We're gonna search this. Mr. Sunday movies watched it. That's oh there you that.
1: go, there you go. And speaking of all this Last Jedi debate, Ryan Johnson news. Uh, Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery releases December 23rd on Netflix. We got a first look at the film showcasing its A-list cast, focusing on Edward Norton. And of course, Edward Norton's in it. And of course, uh, Daniel Craig's Benoit Blanc. Ben which, Wall. by the way, I really have to criticize Netflix's model right now because nobody knows that *Knives Out* 2 is coming in December. Like, if you ask, who knows? And that first movie, I loved it. I don't know if you saw it. I loved it. it I loved great. it a lot. I'm Davis go, Davis is a good movie. And like, they could be pumping out trailers for this sequel as early as May, but they've only just now given us a first look photo of the cast. And I'm like, where? If you spent 400 million dollars on these sequels, why are you not pumping out trailers and throw cuz I mean that movie will make some money for Netflix. I mean obviously it's not going to go in theaters so it won't make that kind of money, but like this movie's going to kill. Why, it is. Why is it not going to theaters? Because Netflix bought Netflix it. Bought they, nice Netflix paid Ryan Johnson 400 million dollars for the rights to both to two sequels. Wow. I Means is making money. I mean, good for him. Chase a bag.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, quite literally. I'm not. I'm not gonna hate on Ryan Johnson.
1: For I don't that. blame him. After all, the Last Jedi debacle. Why not just go with your IP that you know is good and stick with it? Like Knives Out, one was about as universally. Which I do will say, it's always funny when people on Twitter don't realize that Ryan Johnson made Knives Out or directed Ozzie Mandius from Breaking Bad. They're like, I hate him. They're like. Like I saw Reddit was like, I don't know how to reconcile the fact that the man who made the worst Star Wars movie ever made also made Ozymandias. What am I gonna do? I'm like, homie, just who knew a good director makes good movies? <laughs> just like, just like, which take is a, the last. Ta- ta- take a chill pill and calm down. Like it ain't the end of the world. But it also, yeah, Knives Out, awesome movie. And again, Netflix yeah. just does such bad advertising. They always have, I think, because again, whoever thought of that idea for the Stranger Things split, we, we don't have to get into that again. But I like, thought it was all right. Eh, I didn't like think it was. Home, a, I huh? didn't think. I didn't think it was a great marketing tactic, and we're seeing it again with the fact that where's a knives out trailer? Like where's just it just has to be like soundless shots of the characters, and people would still eat it up. But instead, nobody knows that it's happening, like other the than Mission tweets. Impossible
2: trailer yes. where there's no audio in the background. Yes.
1: easy, effective, works because that trailer was awesome.
2: Well, I mean, it was missing its audio, but other than that, yeah, it was awesome.
1: Wait, it, Huh?
2: It, I forgot about the, this. The new the, for the new Mission Impossible that just came out. Oh right, yeah. The trailer didn't have half like it was missing audio oh like
1: unintentionally yes like uh, there was like you would I be watching it this. and you would
2: just hear like pitter-patter 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 patter. because the mix there was no mixing oh that <laughs> well they
0: forgot they forgot to
2: export it i do that all the time on audition. <laughs> i think what happened was that <laughs> i think i heard that it got leaked somewhere so they just hurried to like push it out without finishing it that makes a lot of sense um but i i don't know if you've been to the cinema recently but they played a, it. They played it one time where I went, but I actually
0: saw Bodies, Bodies, Bodies yesterday. Is it good? Not, it was actually really good. I want to yeah. see it just because ah. the
2: Charlie XCX song. It was like four Charlie XCX songs. Well, out. in that now case, going to be there. It was actually yeah. really. It was really good. There you go. I give it
0: three and a half out of five. I'd say.
2: Okay. Is there? Is it like gory? I don't like the gory stuff. Mm, it's not super
0: gory. Okay. I mean, like people die, so like yeah. there's blood, but like it's not. It's not the boys A Train. Okay,
2: I don't like overindulgent gory gory. Yeah, it's not like. Okay. It's not Tarantino. It's not Tarantino. Uh, Guarantee. Tarantino's okay.
1: Yeah, but uh, have you seen Kill Bill? Nope. That that'll that'll make you question that statement. Also, I recommend it. Speaking of. Things that, well, Davis recommends. We've got a, that 30-second trailer of The Last of Us TV series starring Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. The series is set to premiere on HBO in 2023. Now, before Davis goes on his little tangent here, let's talk about every upcoming PlayStation-exclusive adaptation Just in so the you next few years. I will say a tangent about every single one of these as well. <laughs> the Last of Us, Twisted Metal, Ghost of Tsushima, God of War, Horizon, Gran Turismo, which is going to be so bad, and Days Gone. Who's excited for this? Davis. So here's the thing. Uh, Two well, of these I want to point out first. <laughs> Gran Turismo is just gonna be a racing it's movie. It's just gonna be it's just gonna be F
2: one drive they've to survive. Made, they've made good racing movies. I mean, before. yeah, but like
0: why why are you making a Gran
2: Turismo licensed movie? Who cares? A tax write off. They film the movie and then they don't ship
1: it out and you get a tax write off. <laughs> Everything is a tax write off nowadays. Twisted Everything metal, ta- another I don't even know what that one. game I've never it's, heard of that. Twisted I've never metal heard of it, no.
0: It's 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 it involves cars. It's like a racing game, but like it's Twisted Metal, and there's a scary clown face on it. It's stupid. I don't know why you need a movie of it. It kind of be like Death Race. I feel like, maybe. True. But I, Death Race was original and fun. So. And keep, just like know. a crazy race, I think is what Twisted Metal is. M- maybe you hit people with your car in that. Maybe that's that one. <laughs> I'm like I'm being. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I take your word for it, Davis. Days gone. The game was alright. The story was not good in it. The yeah. game, the only thing that really held up that game was the gameplay itself. Like yeah. the story, like it was pretty mediocre, but I stuck to it because the game was fun for the most part. So I don't know why you want to make a movie of that. <laughs> uh, another zombie movie. Do, you, do y'all know about Days Gone? Uh, I, I remember I the gameplay
1: it. trailer that looked really cool.
0: It's pretty fun. Uh, yeah. z- biker in the Zombie Apocalypse. His name is. Something Saint Duncan You or can't something.
1: remember the main character
0: of your game. He's he literally like game. just a wet mop throughout the game. <laughs> like he's just there. He's like, oh yeah, I'm a biker. <laughs> what my wife's gone. Where's my wife? I'm going to kill zombies. <laughs> this <laughs> is not
2: just like The Walking Dead. No.
0: I, the Walking Dead has more than <laughs> the one. Character. Like, why, why is this movie? God of War. Kind of interesting. I could see why they would do. That. I, I could That's see why they want to, because God of War, especially with the is new, is like one of their biggest. Yeah, much more story driven on their newest one, and God of War Valhalla's is coming out this year. It's Should gonna, be. It's gonna make a, which I'm sure is also gonna be another phenomenal of game. Yeah, but like they all are. Like that one, I could see why. Same with uh, Horizon, to an extent. Um, maybe what's the story gonna be? There's, there's. Dinosaur it's robot robots. dinosaurs.
2: Just Jurassic Park. I don't it, know. It, it, it seems like the same reason I they make didn't. I didn't Avatar finish too. that one
0: because I didn't really like it. Ghost of Tsushima, if you had the right director, like if you could get like Kurosawa, what what's his name? Is that right? Akira that made like Kurosawa, seven, yeah, but he's
1: not. I know he's he's not alive. But if you could like get him to make that, I'm sure it'd be pretty good. You need, I'm trying to think of more recent. I mean, honestly, um, make it, make it a foreign film and get the guy that did Parasite. Boom, works
0: can he direct like samurai fighting that well like i feel like
1: f- get the right choreographer with, uh, yeah i mean you like just jumped you get,
2: countries you just went all the way across yeah the he's ocean. also he's korean oh uh, well you but, know, you know.
1: Uh, that was, it wasn't it wasn't it was the, this guy make
2: it foreign just somewhere out there no
1: i no i mean i mean if you want like i'm just saying if you want to go off the reserve and not have it be like the other 40 adaptations i
2: feel like there are good cuz if
1: not it's going to be like 47 ronin with keanu reeves which is a bad movie so like that like that's what I'm saying is like you have to go different or it's going to be like that. I didn't mean just The story of either.
0: that game is really
1: good. Great game. Um I'd watch that cuz I'd be
0: interested. And uh this isn't even to mention Uncharted, which was terrible. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. But well, I have never played the games. Well, if you played the games, you would hate it. Da- like Davis
1: was like in a fit of livid. rage when they announced I was it. was livid when they announced <laughs> when it. When they posted the first trailer, I had, I had to talk him off the ledge a few times. I'm even more livid about this Last of Us 32nd. Because oh, first of go. all, people We're are com- going to get to everything ever all people at once. People are, are, are complaining
0: about how Bella Ramsey doesn't look like Ellie, which like she doesn't. She looks a little young, but like who cares? Because I don't think this should exist. First of all, <laughs> second of all, the whole Pedro Pascal. Yeah, whatever. Uh, people are defending him on Twitter like he's the second coming of Jesus, taking the role of Joel in The Last of Us, which is crazy. You cannot say that line delivery of you. You don't know what loss is. Not near as good as Troy Baker
1: in the game, which I sent that to Alex. I saw I saw the video. I don't know if Karen, if you've played the games yourself. He has not. No, I don't have a PlayStation. The, the delivery was it was very flat for what's supposed to be a very important yeah, moment. Yeah, in
0: the game, he's like, "You don't know what loss is," and in the, in, I'm not near as good as Troy Baker here
1: right now. But then Pedro Pascal the te- goes, "You don't know what loss." Technically, is. it's you have no idea what loss is. You get it. You get
0: the idea. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I played that game like seven times. And the whole movie, or the whole show's just going to be like, you remember this scene? Hey, you remember this scene? They said the line. And in the trailer, they do that three times, <laughs> with the where he's teaching her how to shoot the gun, which doesn't really... And then the, you don't know what loss is, and then the, everyone I, everyone I know, I've lost. All things that happen in the game, and that's going to be the whole thing. That's going to be the whole show, and I'm going to hate it. And also making a fallout show as well, which is going to oh be terrible. Oh, my God. This is... I don't know why all of a sudden they're like, you know, video game entertainment's can actually work.
2: Well, because it's people like because you. Because Sonic made a lot of money. Sonic was really people good. People like me. People like you who are like, I play video games for the story and then these execs are like for the story. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I play the game for the story. I don't watch the movies <laughs> the of bra- the game for the story. The problem is
1: execs as they often are as a certain story that Davis and I may tell during the MCU Ministry of Truth later on. Execs are so detached from reality like the only video game I like I mean oh, it's detective pe- last of us. Uh, Pedro Pascal hasn't even played the
0: game. You cannot say that word on here. We'll, the we'll air, blank it out. Write down the time. I, I will personally reverse that. He hasn't even played the game. Has Which he some said people,
1: that? Like he, he has not played the game. Everybody's like, "Oh, he's a game." He admitted, and well, he is proud of not playing the video game. Well,
2: you know what? Who's the guy who voiced Joel? Troy Baker. Troy Baker never played the game. <laughs> he has played this game since he made it.
1: Okay, you, you got it. You got it. You got us good on that. And one And
0: I, I said to Alex, Alex thought it wasn't that big a deal since he's adapting it. But I said, imagine if the ki- the the kids when they're making Harry Potter just never read the books. They're just like, I kind of, I don't know this Harry Potter fellow. I think this is what he's. Like. I don't know. I don't know what he's like, but I imagine he's like this. You know, Davis.
1: I think, admittedly, due to the fact that we have been in just this, just play po-
0: the freaking game. <laughs> But it you, takes like 10 hours, that's it! <laughs> You're getting paid 10 million dollars or whatever and you can't play a game? Come on. He he's he's not like,
2: good at video games. He watched his nephew play. I don't player. care! He, he <laughs> dies over and over again. He can't get past Put the first level. easy mode! mode <laughs> easy mode, it
0: takes like 200 to He's never used kill a controller you. before. He,
2: doesn't, he can learn. He's used to Xbox. He's getting paid, like, he, he doesn't know where the he... triangle is. There's There's an X, but it's in a different spot. How is he supposed to... How is he expected to do this? We'll see how much he's getting paid for. Davis, you
1: are cut off. We are in we've been in the studio for 35 minutes and we still have a page of news left. He's getting paid six hundred thousand dollars.
2: He couldn't find a PS5. They sold out. You can get it on PS4. PS5. Six
1: hundred thousand dollars is not that much (laughs) money, actually. Six
0: hundred thousand dollars to play a ten hour game? I'd do that, yeah.
1: No, but like for like TV show rates, that's like not that I know, but still. The point is
0: if you're like, Davis, I will give you six hundred thousand dollars to play this console you never played and play this game. Yeah.
1: Okay, Davis. Yep. All, right. all right. All right. Easy. All right. That's you. That, that that's well, six hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> we are moving, a <laughs> Davis. Davis, I will turn off I'll your give you microphone. Six hundred thousand
0: dollars if you play The Last of Us on a controller you've never played
1: before. Obviously. Yeah, sure. Davis, I wasn't kidding. We've got to move on. Now, are you, are you okay? Move on. Okay.
0: Move all right.
1: on. All right. I'm so, I'm sorry, Davis, but we're we're thirty five minutes in here already. That's that's all. It's, it's an enthralling co- and we we will be doing the Last of Us episode though. Hopefully, it'll be it'll be a fun time. Speaking of other video games, though, Star Wars Jedi Survivor will reportedly release March of 2023, the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. I don't know if either of you played that yeah, game. good game. Yeah, story. Not, not a big video Story's game right. I, I don't play a lot of video like games. You like Dark fair. Souls, which ah, is okay. which it is
2: like a Dark Souls game. I'm sure it is, but it even is I couldn't get like more than three hours into Elden Ring. Okay, so that's fair. That's fair. Well, yeah,
1: so that, been, I haven't played a game in like three months. That game's big on Star Wars has kind of been having a comeback of games lately. Battlefront 2 ended up on a good note after its rather. Topsy-Turby beginning, and then Fallen Order as well. And then there's a bunch of other games, apparently a Knights of the Old Republic remake. I don't know what's going on. A lot of Star Wars games in the works over there at. Formerly LucasArts, now I guess just DICE. I don't really know who's in charge, but let's say it is whatever. However, according to comicbook.com, Jerry Bruckheimer, the producer behind uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy. That's an Epic Rap Battle reference. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love Epic Rap Battle. Interesting. Confirms that National Treasure 3 is still in development and that a really good script is being sent. No, so That's the, what Michael
0: Bay says in the what? in the director rap.
1: What does he say? No, Brockheimer. I work solo. There Thank you, go. Davis. Anyway, <laughs> you go. National Treasure 3 is still in development and that a really good script is being sent to the one and only Nicolas Cage very shortly. We will actually be doing a National Treasure episode in a few weeks here so to tie into the third movie, which I got a bad feeling about it. Also, there's a National Treasure TV show as well that is unrelated to the movies. I don't, Concurrently? currently? Uh, Davis, or not Davis, Disney is... Uh, yeah, making that's, it. That's my bad. So, <laughs> Sorry, <guys>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dang it, Davis. Um, <laughs> Davis, you did, did. Did my muting your microphone upset you? You seem a little. No, you seem not. a little it, distraught I it was over there. Funny. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. You cannot read emotions very well. No, if you distraught, I I, I can't.
0: Uh, I'm so. I, I'm just. I'm cast aback by you turning off my mic.
1: Okay. You know what? Tickets for Spider-Man: No Way Home, the more fun stuff version, which is my the worst title of any movie I've ever heard in my entire life. Became available for purchase on August twenty third. The extended version of one of the biggest movies of the year, with eleven minutes of extra footage, and it also has the worst poster (laughs) I've ever seen. Have you seen this camera? I've seen it. Yeah. It might be the worst poster anybody has ever made in the history of existence. It's terrible. I I get that you're exaggerating for comedic effect, but. I've seen significantly worse. I have, too, but this one's... Okay, like, what what are ones officially released by studios that you would say are worse than this? The Spider-Man Homecoming one. The Spider-Man Far From Home one. Well, well, I mean, all the Spider-Man ones (laughs) are bad, and this one's not good. Did did you not zoom in on Happy in this poster? He looks like what happens if you do the um, AI tech to draw Happy uh, from... Iron Man. he looks he looks like a PNG file. What if an AI file. made this? Would he looks that make like it looks like he bad? looks like a blurry PNG file. So, ladies and gentlemen, for those who haven't seen the poster. <laughs> looks, it looks terrible. It looks Does like it? he got a skin graft? I know. So Wait, oh my goodness. This Why? is as Davis and I've talked about the floating head posters, this is literally just a Doctor Strange circle with every single actress or actor that ever mattered in this movie or ever even should have been in this movie just stacked on top of each other. It's like a bunch of JPEGs thrown into the a circle. The extra that
0: yelled a Spider-Man in the beginning is there. R- what? I'm just kidding.
1: But like, no, like, look, the girl the girl in the bottom right who's like in the movie for maybe 30 seconds. But she's a
2: main character.
1: Well, I feel like, just why did you have Betsy to make a new poster Brand? for this? She's not a main character. Yes, she
2: is. She's one of Spider-Man's
1: friends. Well, why did you have to make up a new poster? Plus, you got you've got the Green Goblin uh, PNG file up in the up in the top left corner yet again. That's
2: what I'm saying. Why are Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield on it? That's like a plot, not plot twist, but it's a big you reveal. You haven't seen it yet. I mean, yeah, but it's still part of the movie that I it's feel like everybody kind of so. knows. Everybody I don't know. knows, but it's still. Imagine if like they made an Empire Strikes Back poster. Imagine they re released Empire Strikes Back today, and they put on the poster the son,
1: the father. <laughs> they would do it. Disney would do that. You don't okay. Know. I also want to say I love how and I said... Bane would show up. <laughs> Stop. I love how I said it's the Without worst poster it. ever, and then Cameron's responses were just previous Tom Holland's Spider-Man posters. <laughs> this trilogy has had some of the worst. It might be collectively the worst posters ever made, like, in a, in a trilogy group. Like, Because few studios fail to learn from their mistakes. Disney has all their workers for like the Star Wars and Marvel, like (laughs) chained in a room,
0: and all they can eat is like oats until they make something.
1: (laughs) Because like it's just crazy that they've failed to learn from their mistakes so many times. Because everybody hates their posters. Every like even Davis and I when we did the Holland uh, trilogy, we talked about the awesome alternative Far From Home poster, but then the actual Far From Home poster was just Jake Gyllenhaal PNG. Nick Fury PNG and Tom Holland PNG with just their back turns at different angles. Have you seen this poster? Yes, yeah. It's terrible, terrible. I forgot it existed. And then this, I mean, it's just like some of the floating heads. I mean, look at Flash. He looks like they just painted him on with a crayon down there. Like, it's <laughs> terrible. Like and look at Matt Murdock also. Like it, they've like he's been in sh- one. Se- he's in one scene. They've been shrunk down so much. <laughs> he they looks got like the G man. It's oh. <laughs> it just M- it's just Mr. Freeman. It's just crazy because it, it like it's so obvious that they just shrunk a bunch of images together because some of them have like gotten so torn up resolution wise from being D- thrown Disney on went, top of each other. First
0: person, to, first person to make a poster gets a pizza in your
2: chain
1: up room. <laughs> it's just it's so like the embodiment of modern day Hollywood that it's just every face of every person that could possibly have been in this movie. Flash in the movie from like maybe a scene. Yeah, that he one, in that, in that really, one really, really bad CG, CG scene. scene of like the, the like the GTA three car driving behind him or whatever that <laughs> the Moon Knight car. <laughs> oh my gosh, I I can't. But yeah, for those who I might go see seen this it,
0: again so I can make fun of it. This I time. mean, no it's just,
1: It's just mm-hmm. a bunch of blurry heads stacked on top of each other, and it's got the ooh. The, what if we do the Doc o- Ock arms around it like the first poster because that was really cool? But it, it just terrible, terrible. But speaking of Hollywood. Top Gun Maverick passes. Alex Avengers- got the Alex got the Top Gun emoji in there. Uh, I copied it from Twitter. Okay. Uh, the Top <laughs> it's The Fighter Jet. Top Gun Maverick passes Avengers Infinity War, become the sixth highest grossing film of all time at the domestic box office. The run of this movie is insane. Good movie. Good movie. I liked it like, you- a lot. Did you make it to the theater to see this movie? Oh yes. I love it. it was I mean, awesome. it's cr- yeah. it's crazy. It was fun. It was enjoyable. A lot of people are saying that the only reason it's making money is because it's military propaganda, and I'm like, I've seen some very bad military propaganda. This one's this a good was movie a good while
2: also being military propaganda. It can fair, be both.
1: Fair. I think it gets away with a bit just because the fact that the villain is, like, unnamed. It's not like it's like, ooh, America versus Russia. It's just... It's pretty it's obvious Ma- who it is. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but, like, that's, that's what the original Top Gun was, too. It's like, oh, uh, the, the enemy fighters are here. And it's like, from, from where? And then Matt's like, they're right behind me. And I'm like, uh, okay. And that's kind of how the first Yet, movie went. Maverick. Oh, gosh. Um Russian, but I really like this movie. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was really I good. I feel like I'm, that's uncontroversial. Like, this, it, but just the run it's going on, like it's made it made more money in like its sixteenth weekend than it did in like its thirteenth weekend or some crazy number. I don't remember what it was, but, like it's somehow it's gained it's like continued to improve. It hasn't been continually declining. Like Thor vs Love and or Thor Love and Thunder continually declined yeah, after good. it came out. Good good on that. Also, according to deadline, Joe Pesci is coming out of retirement to star in <laughs> Bupkiss a comedy series about a fictionalized version of Pete Davidson's life. Why Why do people like Pete Davidson so much? <laughs> who is Who is this actor? Joe Pesci? Uh, he was uh, one of the burglars from Home Alone, the bald one, short one. Oh, he's also okay. my he, cousin Vinny. He's in a lot of Martin Scorsese mob movies. That's like his big thing. He made he's a lot of money, won a lot of awards there, and then retired, basically, because he was just living life. Uh, you ever seen Goodfellas? No. He's okay. in that. Okay. Um, that's like his big break, really. The idea is that it'll be this in the same vein of Curb Your Enthusiasm, except this show will be on NBC Peacock. I also concur, Davis, what is the fascination with the with the man Pete Davidson? Like, I get it. He, I got, have, I have he got Ariana Grande, Kim Kardashian. I get that that's Twitter's fascination. But like, like his life itself, I mean, outside of, again, the very tragic circumstance that happened to his father that did affect his life, which led to like, which is the King of Staten Island movie, I think explores that, like... Is he really that, like, popular? He obviously has some dirt
2: on higher-up officials. <laughs> Clearly. Is... I
0: still haven't forgiven him for what he did to Mac Miller, man. Oh, wait, what? I don't remember. When he was dating Ariana Grande, he'd, like, text Mac Miller. Same thing he did to Kanye when he was like, I just slept with your wife. And Kanye was like, come on, man, not cool. He did that same is thing that, to is Mac Miller. Is that, like, confirmed? Yes. That it, you, can, you can look at the screenshots. He did that same thing to Mac Miller. Well... That's not good. Yeah, I'm not a fan of P.D. Not, so. not good. He was on... good in Body, 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 though. So. Was he really? For like the th- 20 minutes he was there.
2: He's had some I don't think, I don't He's think really
0: funny, funny on SNL. Good. Yeah. Really He's funny like He's
2: funny, but Chad. like... What is it, Chad? Oh my God. Those are bad. Not
1: Chad. <laughs> okay. Other than that. <laughs> Other than okay. that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I agree. Also, um, other casting news. Ryan Gosling has been cast alongside Margot Robbie in an Ocean's Eleven prequel, Davis.
2: Do not get me started.
1: Get, <laughs> are you <on>. mad?
2: <laughs> yes. What? <laughs>
1: why do we need an Ocean's Eleven prequel? You
2: love Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, why do we need a prequel? So you can see more Ocean's Eleven. No. It's yeah, Ryan it. Gosling and Margot Robbie. Uh, which apparently their, their Barbie
1: what? pairing is very popular because they they are uh, being Ken and Barbie in the Barbie movie. Which I'm very excited they, for that. That movie's going to make some money because Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling might be the most stable in terms of, like, I I guess in terms of reputation, they're probably the two most stable actors in Hollywood going today because how consistently they're in movies and how the fact that nobody hates them, like, at all. Yeah. Like, even right. Ryan Reynolds has his haters. But, like, Ryan Gosling, dude's just living life doing La La Land. Like, good for him. I ask once again, why do we need this prequel? Why
2: do you need any, okay, why do you need anything? Like, and. Bad, bad response. You cool. make, no, 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 because this movie, it's like, every movie that's ever been made, it's like, they just wanted to make a movie like that, and it's either good or it's bad. It's the the subject that it is doesn't. Is Steven Soderbergh directing it? I don't know. I would say no, because I feel like he did not want to make this. He made his three movies, and he got out. People said the same thing about Better Call Saul when they when they ended Breaking Bad. They're like they're I making like a they they're making a prequel they, about the life. They Everyone did. Like, eh, they I don't did. know about that, and then ended up being really good. What well, so. is Better Call Saul versus Oceans Eleven prequel? You like Oceans? I yeah, I love Oceans. So why don't you want a prequel? 'Cause we don't need why you don't you don't need it, but if it's good, then you're gonna be like, Oh well, I'm glad they
1: made it if it's I'm good. Not, I, oh it'll the, be helmed by the director of Bombshell, that movie about the Fox News controversy, Jay Roach. Who I take it back. <laughs> I take back everything I said. <laughs> <laughs> What are they going to rob, <laughs> They already robbed the
2: Bellagio. Oh, hey,
1: hey, Jay Roach, uh, known for the Austin Powers films, Meet the Parents, take Dinner back. for Schmucks, The camp you take Campaign. take back your take back? You can't do that. Trumbo no, no, no. and Bombshell.
2: Back. Trumbo was a good movie. They don't need this movie. Jay Roach, mm-mm. We don't need the movie. <laughs> Delete <laughs> it. Uncast I'm on <laughs> a dime with that one.
1: Oh, my Lord. Uh, yeah, Davis, I understand your anger at that one. But Warner Brothers is making a lot of people angry. Rumors are circulating that Warner Brothers Discovery has run out of money and only has enough cash on hand to release two films for the rest of the year: good. Black Adam and Don't yeah, Worry, good. Darling. They've so, lost two billion dollars. No, they've lost twenty billion oh, 20 in market million. cap. Billies? It was just two billion in a day. They've lost twenty billion in market cap since they canceled Back. How? Because they're a publicly traded company, so people just yeah. Oh the yeah, the uh, erasing cart or animated movies and films like. Yeah. from existence. Which is why I am a I am a supporter of the biophysical media movement yes, because yes. I, my thing is I was sort of into that when one of my favorite movies that I always wanted to watch and show my friends was The Imitation Game. I saw it like once at the Crescent Theater and I never saw that movie again. I was like, okay, we have to watch And so many times I'd see it on Netflix and then two days later it was gone. It was on another streaming service and then it was gone. I was like, you know what? This is kind of stupid. Why don't I just spend four bucks and buy the movie and just have it? Because now I can watch the movie whenever I want. I don't have to rely on the overlords of Netflix or Disney yeah, so or whatever. You could sing some sea I shanties, have. too,
0: if you get what I mean. If you catch my drift. Huh? You could sing some she- sea shanties. I-
2: I'll
1: let you think about it. We're, do we, we need to t- turn off the mics and ask this question?
2: Oh, I see I see what he's saying.
0: I was holding up a hook with my finger there. I don't understand. Cameron and I got it. You move on, Alex. We'll,
1: we'll, we'll discuss this at the end. I, I
0: Probably
1: want a cracker. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm acting like there's a parrot on my shoulder right now, Alex. Okay, so, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Alex, he got I'm, it. He got it. I'm so sometimes. But even
2: Some. then, with uh, with the HBO stuff, they just wiped it off. Yeah, no, scene. like apparently they are apparently are going to do like a
1: like uh, it's it was called like a death day screening a for A funeral screening of <laughs> Which is just crazy. And also Shazam, Figure of the Gods, has been delayed till March seventeenth of twenty twenty three. And Aquaman The Lost Kingdom has been pushed all the way back to Christmas of 2023. But I did see that
0: the director of Batgirl, once he found out that they were doing that, he tried to like go get it from the like the hard drive and they wiped it yeah, already. They just,
1: it's just crazy. And it's just it does show the power of streaming service. As convenient as they also do wield literally all the power. You are paying them, but they own everything that they have, and if they decide it's not in their best interest, they can, you know, end something. And it's, it's also crazy because like even The Sandman, which is the most watched show on Netflix right now, one of the most popular shows across the world right now, the creator's like, I'm not even sure if we're going to get a second season because Netflix is so volatile because they've been volatile since... I mean, they've been canceling shows left and right, renewing 365 Days and the, the After We Touch series or whatever the heck. The, those movies suck, by the way. Anyway, I'm sorry. I get really mad because Netflix makes bad movies just because tween girls that don't understand what's happening most of these movies will watch them. Netflix, bad model. Anyway, off of my soapbox. But this explains a lot of, I guess, the studio scratching and clawing for tax rods that they ran out of money in some capacity. Not just market cap, but I think... The problem is... Dark Brandon needs to come out and when, stop this. When Discovery bought Warner Brothers, I think they probably took on a lot of Warner Brothers debt because Warner Brothers has run up high budgets on a lot of movies that didn't make any money. Justice League, for example, was probably a $400 or $400 million movie that made... And that's budget alone, not even, not even counting trailer and marketing because the rule with any movie, rule of thumb is, whatever the budget is, you have to double it yeah. for marketing. So yeah. a... Like, Avengers Infinity War cost $500 million. It didn't cost 250 And And um, there's that great video of Matt Damon going around where he explains that model. And he explains why streaming has killed a lot of movie franchises because nowadays, without DVDs, it's not in the interest of a lot of studios to make movies that... Would make that money on DVDs like a lot of lower Goodwill Hunting s movies are just I was not. Goodwill Hunting would not be made like today. movies like that. Not, like Marriage A twenty four might like produce A twenty four pushed it, but like Forever... like Marriage Story was such an anomaly that movie with Adam Driver and Carl Johansson because movies like that don't get made anymore. And Netflix chose to make it. That movie was awesome, by the way. I thought it was. I mean, it's very. I watched it. It's very depressing. It's I don't want to be sad. It's, it's so. so good. It's so sad, but it's so good. Movies like that are an anomaly versus. The norm and it's kind of shifted, but yeah, that's that's our. F- I prefer the anomalies, I, yeah, that's fair. Cameron, just A24. I mean, Manchester it, one, one of my favorite. A24. That's not
2: A24. There's a lot that aren't, but, but yeah, most but of we them do want are. to
1: shout out A24 for putting a lot of financial back in mind, a lot of movies that otherwise would not be made nowadays. Shout out A24. There's a
0: lot of actors like Brad Pitt produces a lot of these like True. indie movies, so yeah. shout out to him as well.
1: And even, even, uh, I think, um, Cohen Brothers
0: produced or the Russo brothers actually put their name behind a good movie for once and produced everything everywhere. all well, that's once. true did which, they really yeah which wow. that can you york? believe that they, and, they they did
1: something good wow. for once. and with that i think it's time to move on 52 minutes into the podcast <laughs> <was for> you, <laughs> <laughs> on to everything everywhere all at once yes let's go a little background here cast and crew you've got michelle yao as evelyn kwan wong i'm gonna say it's wong it's wong or and when. then Stephanie Su as Joe Wong or Joe Butapaki. We'll talk about that a little later. K Hui Kwan as Wayman Wong. James Hong, who has been in 450 movies or TV shows, he's one of the not accomplished, oh, but yeah, just most no, accredited actors of he's all. In the, so he's in so many. He's in every. I mean, I've seen that guy in like at least five different shows. alone. He's also in
0: video games.
1: He's <laughs> well. awesome. I'll, I'll, yeah, he's he's the voice actor of of pose dad in yep. Kung Fu Panda, really? the yep. duck. Yep, I love J- J- James Hong is one of, is one of my personal he's no, faves, he's, he's, Actually, I would he's hang great. out with him. He seems he, cool. he's he's great and he's still going strong. I think he's just past eighty this year. Let me look. He's not
2: cool in this movie. Think about that one. That's fair.
1: That's true. That's true. <laughs> but I mean, he can't be cool in all your movies. But he did good. Oh, he is ninety three. Wow. Props to him. Props to him on 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 being in this. He's film. in Diablo three. Yeah, he's is he's, he really? Yeah. What? Oh, actually, I was wrong. It's 650 film and television credits, Goodness. not not 450. You're not even counting the video games. He's one of the most prolific actors of all time. He started in the 50s, and his big break was Big he's Trouble in Little China. He plays China. a turtle in Teen Times Go. There you go. Yeah, he's, he's a very popular voice actor. He, he was great in this. You've also got Jamie Lee Curtis, who just showed up out of nowhere. I was so pleasantly surprised to see her in the movie. I did not expect that at all. Then Jenny Slate as Debbie the dog mom slash big nose.
0: That's what they call also it. Also a pleasant
1: surprise. And then Harry Shum at Jr. as Chad, the the chef alo- who works alongside Evelyn in one of the alternate universes. So this movie, ladies and gentlemen, many of my friends who I watched it with last night don't know a lot about this movie, so let's talk about it a, a bit. Here's the official IMDb summary. An aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes, connecting with the lives she could have led. And that's as good a way as I can describe it. You know, it's so difficult to describe because people ask me, I'm like, oh, it's it's about the multiverse, but it's not a superhero movie, so it's, it's, it, it is an anomaly in that sense. Because when the multiverse tends to be explored, it's superheroes. It's DC or Marvel in this case. Rarely any other things. Which I
0: think is a shame because... It's, it's, a a, it's a fascinating concept. That's just a, like a physics theory, like a exactly. theoretical
1: theory. And it makes the most sense for superheroes because then you can explore different alternate versions of these iconic, iconic characters. Which they
2: refuse to do that. They refuse to do anything interesting with it, but you could do that in theory. So what if is-
1: this
0: person was a girl? Yeah, that's, yeah, I feel like that's what they mostly do with yeah. like, multiverse, like things in the show. Which it's like across, I hey,
1: hey, Into the Spider Verse gave it its best oh, shot out of I anything. The Spider Verse is awesome. I oh, agree. I agree. Com, compared to the rest, compared awesome. compared to the rest of of the multiverse IPs, it gave it its best shot. But that is everything ever all at once. Kind of raises the question, even box office wise. How interesting is a movie about a random person in the multiverse? It's not about a character we know. It's not even. This is also know, an
0: interesting take on the multiverse.
1: I agree. I agree as well. And it's not even like it's. You know, one of those, like, this is the end time movies where it's celebrities exploring the multiverse. Like, it's just a character. She's just her. She is Evelyn. She is, in, in this case, unremarkable other than being the worst version of herself, which is still a hilarious bit. And I got to say, this movie, I mean, I was in shock because few movies live up to the hype like this one did. Right. No, this is, like, you, the most universally praised movie I've ever seen. Nobody hates this movie. Except, you know, Twitter, like, a month after is like, hey, guys – it's not that good. What do you mean it's not that good? It is that good. It is that, it is that movie. It is literally that movie. This is, this is the way
2: I pitch it to any of my friends who don't want to see it. Like, when you go see a movie, and inside that movie, they go see a movie, they go to the cinemas, and they describe a movie, and it's like Ninja, Laser Sword, whatever, and you think, why didn't they just make that movie instead? This is that movie. This it is, is the movie that movie. every movie should
1: strive to be. It is, it is that movie. There's not 100%. many
0: movies that can make you both laugh, like, a lot, be enthralled by action. And then cry for me two times like an actual cry yeah. in theaters. Mm-hmm.
1: When I logged in on Letterboxd, I wrote, This is the funniest, most emotional, most enthralling, as you said, movie I've ever seen, which you don't get those. You get you can have funniest by itself, but it's not gonna have a great plot. It's mm-hmm. gonna be Step Brothers. But this how the heck did they do it? The Dan or the the Daniels, right? Yes, they, 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 know, so they, they can make It is stuff. written and directed by the Daniels, Daniel Kwan, and Daniel Scheinert. Uh, Who, they,
0: they, I'm pretty sure they got signed on to HBO Max to make movies for I think. Probably. Like to three to movies. Made a, lot, made a lot. Of, oh, Lord. Yeah, true.
1: And it was produced by the Russo brothers, as well as Mike LaRocca, the Daniels, Jonathan Wang, and Siavash Mirazi. And the music was composed by San Lux, which was, this is his first real uh, actual composing credit. Go ahead. Daniel Scheinert is from Birmingham, Alabama.
0: What? He went to Oak Mountain. Well, would you look at that? There you go. Awesome. Pretty cool. This, this movie, I mean, it's just it's crazy. Our universal picture signed them to a five-year film deal.
1: Good for them. Yeah. Can I mean, ca- you know, cash in? Cash in. This film premiered at South by Southwest Film Festival on March 11th in 2022 and made its U.S. premiere on March 25th of that same year, and it kind of went out of theaters, and then everyone's like, please bring it back, so it sporadically kept going in and out of theaters over the course of the summer. I watched on Amazon uh, just yesterday. That
0: was... I wish you could have seen it in theaters.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I, I tried to. Like I tried to. I just, I just couldn't get a theater during during the summer. And the film, honestly, it's a decent length. It's 140 minutes and two hours and 20 minutes, and it doesn't feel slow at any point, in my opinion, which is a rarity for any movie that exceeds two hours, because you're always going to have that lull scene somewhere, right? And this movie just doesn't do that. One could argue the opening is a bit of a lull, but that's only if you go in knowing what's going to happen. Because to be honest, I mean. Most I watched it uh, with a bunch of my friends last night, uh, a couple of friends of the show, as Davis would call them, and uh, most of them actually didn't really know what to expect. I knew to expect the multiverse, so I was kind of underwhelmed for the first like ten minutes, just because I one the dialogue was hard to follow, and two I was like, okay, where where's this going? But like watching it back again this morning, there's so many details you miss on that on that. Sec- on that first watch, then in the second watch through, that first ten minutes is a goldmine. The f- the second watch through, which I noticed on my third watch through, mm, yes, like uh, kind
0: of technically. Uh, when you first see um, Joy, she's looking at she's looking at a bagel. She's looking at the the dryer, yes. and, and it's it just spinning. Looks like a bagel, and yeah. it's just
1: the bagel. I love it. So yeah, let's let's go into a bit of a plot for those who haven't seen this movie. It essentially follows uh, Michelle Yeoh's character Evelyn as she is dramatically sucked into the multiverse and learned that a character, Jobu Tabaki, who is actually another version of her daughter in what is called the Alphaverse, is taking over the known multiverse, and she has been commissioned by Alpha Waymond, the Alphaverse version of her husband.
0: Explain the Alphaverse real quick. So, yeah, the
1: Alphaverse is essentially the—it's the multiverse of— it's one of the universes where it was the first universe to discover multiverse travel. Multiversal travel, hence why they call themselves the Alphaverse, which is a rarity— to start a movie and focus a movie in the non-that universe. Mostly they're, they're going to go to the discoverers, but instead we're just in the unremarkable Evelyn who happens to be found by the Alphaverse. I think that's one of the things that makes it unique. I agree. Because the Alphaverse is where it all started. They discovered um, multiversal travel, which also then inherently created Jobu Tapaki, this evil character who has been fractured. Because essentially the way that it worked is that the Evelyn of the Alphaverse learned that her joy was the most adept at multiversal jumping or verse jumping of anybody and then basically just destroyed her mind to where she experiences all realities at the same time, which is a crazy concept. Really? To yeah. yeah. I didn't catch that. Yeah. I, I watched it
2: twice and I thought she was just emo. No, I no, no. Was it
1: was because um Evelyn worked Alpha like Alphaverse her, yeah. Evelyn worked her and like to everything the extreme. crashes extreme. like the the clay How pot did I miss that? the clay pot cracks. Exactly the, the, the clay pot everything. metaphor is she's so She's experiencing everything
2: everywhere all at once. I thought that was just because she was emo.
1: No, no, yeah. no. It's cause, it's cuz she's she's fundamentally lost her sense of reality because she's experiencing and every simultaneously. And that's why she's emo because of that. Because that that create that so you sense always learn something new on this that show. sense of reality cr- creates this feeling, which has been tied to nihilism, which is the Nih- idea nihilism. nihilism. Sorry, I, I, I saw it on Wikipedia. I don't know how to, <laughs> how to describe it. You've never so heard of nihilism? I I, no, I, no, I've heard of it. I didn't know how to say it. I've heard it's of okay. it. We learned it's okay. it in books. My bad. It's okay. Um, Scott, it. guy doesn't talk to people. Stop it. Stop it. Um, which I do want to. I do want to cite uh, a quick quote here from Daniel Kwan, one of the directors. He stated that the Everything Bagel concept did two things. It allowed us to talk about nihilism without. being too eye-rolly, and it creates a MacGuffin, a doomsday device. If in the first half of the movie, people think that the Bagel is here to destroy the world, and in the second half you realize it's a depressed person trying to destroy themselves, it takes everything about action movies and turns it into something more personal, which is why this movie works. It's a mix of so many genres and so many styles. It is not one or the other. I love how the Did y'all notice this when watching it, the aspect ratio would shift depending on scene? Yes. Mm -hmm. I have that in my notes. Great great detail. I I sort of caught on the first watch and then watching it and I was like, wait a minute. I have a fun fact for you. Go ahead. About how language is really important. Because they switch back and forth from Chinese,
0: Cantonese, or they switch back from Mandarin to Cantonese. I'll read the fun fact directly from uh, Amazon. Go ahead, Davis. Language is very important to the story. Evelyn speaks to her father in Cantonese, but she speaks to Waymond in Mandarin showing cultural differences in their upbringing. Mother-daughter relationship is also a language-shaped. Evelyn speaks to Joy in Mandarin in English, while Joy speaks back in English and bad Chinese. Neither one find the words to express their ideas clearly to the other, keeping them divided. Even the language barrier with the internal revenue
1: service makes everything harder. It's beautiful. They go. I love it. I just... It was so... I'm. It did everything so well. The fight scenes were so enthralling, as Which, well as the uh, Mi- dialogue. Michelle,
0: Michelle Yo or Yao.
1: How, how'd you say it? I believe it's Michelle Yeah. I looked it up on Google, and they said, Who and they said it Who is very,
0: like that. very uh, adept. So, yeah, she's... She, she, she's very... She does a lot of like martial arts movies. She is, she, of,
1: she is one. She is one. She was rated the best or voted the best female action star of all time in 2008. She got her big break doing a bunch of Hong Kong action films, and then starred in Tomorrow Never Dies before being in Ang Lee's Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which was like her really big break. Yeah. When she got nominated for a BAFTA. Actually earned a ba- or got nominated for a BAFTA, which in
0: the movie film. Evelyn just basically becomes Michelle Yeoh. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And I think I think it really, which I thought that was fun that they were just using the real footage of her. Like, oh like, yeah, I have so, never seen her in anything before. She's she awesome. was in the Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, and I'm they pretty sure she's going to be under- in the Theory movie. She's also going to be in Avatar: <laughs> The Way of the Water and the other Avatar sequel. So the other Avatar. Anyway. There's, yeah, there's, there's, like like there's gonna be like three. Strap in, guys. James Cameron's gonna be here a while. Um...
2: So Not yeah, if I have anything Basically to say about it. she's
1: in Shang-Chi. Essentially Is she? Yeah. Oh yeah, she is. Which and she's also, in crazy rich Asian. Also, Stephanie Su is also in Shang-Chi she's as well. Ying Nan. Yes. I haven't seen the movie. So. I, I haven't seen I haven't seen either. But essentially, for those out for those who haven't seen how it works, is the Alphaverse contacts Evelyn and then it's essentially a race against time because Jobu Topaki is going af, after her because she wants to again, you think she wants to kill every version of Evelyn, that's what the Alphaverse thinks, but in reality she just wants to find somebody who understands her, which is when the movie totally flips to one, it's a Race Against Time action movie to then a movie about a mother and a daughter, which I think that's what makes this movie work, is it kind of follows not necessarily the blueprint, but it does the mold that Interstellar went with? Because Interstellar is this great space travel movie, but at the core, as Christopher Nolan said, it's just about a father and his daughter. That's the whole point of the movie. This is the same thing. It's a multiversal experience that's just about a family. And I think that's one of the reasons why it works. But I've been talking a long time. Y'all got any, anything else to say on this? Because there's there's certainly a lot to go through. I've got a lot of things written down as well. Davis? Cameron, would you like to go first?
2: Uh, I don't know. It's, it's just very endearing. It's just, it's, you don't see a lot of movies that have this much like soul to it. Agreed. It, it, it's really moving and I just enjoyed every minute this of it. This is, I cry at a lot of movies,
0: but like there's, there's the different levels of cry, right? Yeah. Like the, your eyes, I count like tears welling up as That's a cry. That's fair. That's fair. I, I know it's not really, but I'll count it. I count it. Because I get emotional. That's I got respectable. Emotional. Yeah. that's respectable. The
1: father, I'm gonna ball my eyes out. That's the saddest movie ever made in the history of ever. This wow. Cameron, you you gotta watch that movie. It is It oh, is heartbreaking. My God. Anyway, sorry, go on, Davis. I didn't mean to interrupt. Um Big Fish. Also, maybe bawled my eyes out because I was
0: taking, I was on some like medicine at the time because I was sick. So like I was like, okay. it was like a mix. It, I, I still cry. <laughs> Davis at that was now. tripping
1: while watching the movie and he just got brought to tears. <laughs> oh oh my lord! I
0: like I my my tear ducts were dry after because I, I I guess I had taken too much medicine. Oh, I'm lord. like I'm genuinely I was taking like medicine because I was sick. Oh, I had okay. like a, I'm not even playing. Um, Manchester by the Sea, and then probably this especially in theaters cuz in theaters since i'm in public like i don't know i don't even intentionally do it but like i'm like i'm not going to cry but like this one got me twice
1: that's a fair point that's uh, a fair like point. it was
0: like i d- i was i was like wipe my face i got <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I did not get that emotional but i don't get that emotional in movies j- in general this one the, really the got fa- which is why i say the father because the father's oh the only movie God. that's ever made me cry so it's and I, because I, 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 I just don't. Like, that's not, like, my, my friends were sobbing at the, at the movie yesterday, and they sobbed at about time as well. Great movie as well. Um, that one made one, me tear up. That one made me cry. That's fair. That's fair. Um, But for this one, I did not. But it's still just, it had so much, so much. It takes a lot of skill to be as incredible of an action movie as this is at its core because the fight scenes are so good. And then that's not even the highlight. Like, I think about how great the fight scenes are. I mean, they're. Every, like, especially when she just keeps facing down Alpha Verse foes with the lady with the dog, which is still one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen in my entire life. Or even even the dang hot dog verse had emotion. How yes. the heck does yeah. that happen? I
0: think every single universe she was in had- The rocks! All of them had emotion. The rocks Craziness. was amazing. Which well, was basically just silence in the theater. There was no sound. You were reading. And
1: then everybody in the theater was enthralled. It's it's just Which it's you don't see that very often. You don't at all. You really don't. It's just brilliant. I mean, it it does everything so well, and it executes. You know, I was reading into it a bit, and I think some people described it as a mashup of genres, and I think that's exactly what it is. It's a mashup of black comedy, science fiction, fantasy, martial arts, even animation shows up there. You know, this was animated, like, CGI on those by five people. Entire movie.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well...
0: Good Marvel,
1: take notes. Get those five. <laughs> good, good, on, good, on them.
2: I I really like the special effects, oh, and especially yeah. when it, the the dog and the raccoon they were like. Yeah. Comi- it's so obviously fake, but it's it, yeah. yeah, it's but so it's endearing. Practical. There's something endearing about it. looks it. It's
1: good. It's a bit, and and you're in on the bit because raccooniverse is supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. I mean, that's why you like. <laughs> Which reminds me of something actually of a detail I noticed. Speaking of raccooniverse, so obviously the raccooniverse is Newman, hilarious. Apparently. That's what, that's what I was getting to. Who? Um, Randy I, I'll, I'll get there in a second, because um, I'll explain who that is. So, for those who, who do not know, but Rakakuni, so one of the very interesting things about it is early on when Alpha Waymond is, every time I say Waymond, I feel like I'm saying it wrong. I feel like I'm imitating somebody. But no, Alpha Waymond is explaining the multiverse and how it works to Evelyn. He talks about how you can already feel the effects of the black hole, which is actually just the bagel, because your clothes don't fit on right. Certain things are different. And one of those, I feel like, is the fact that, the Rakakuni bit is funny, but when she first explains it to her family, she's dead serious. She's not saying, "Oh, I was confused." She's convinced that movie exists because I'm assuming the multiverses are starting to, you know, her yeah. versions of herself yeah. are starting to convolve. That's something I didn't put together. I was just like, "Oh, this is hilarious." She's like, she's calling her I, everything like, in this movie has a purpose, Juju Chewbacca, or whatever. And she's saying that, "Oh, it's funny," but then I watch it, I'm like, "Wait a minute, she." She, she's sticking to it, which the Cooney is Randy Newman. For those who don't know, he is essentially the man behind the soundtracks of our childhood. Toy he, Story. He you was the composer for Toy Story, to the me. singer for Toy Story, Monsters, Inc., Cars, Princess and the Frog, James and the Giant Peach, A Bug's Life, and many more. He's essentially the go-to Pixar good composer. Family guy a bit about him. And he also did a song in here. It was called It's Cooking Time. Right? I don't really remember that song in the movie, but... Was that when they were cooking? I don't know. I'm assuming so. Was there know, music when they were like making I don't, the thing? There was some, right. but it wasn't super noticeable. I'm going to look into it later and we'll 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 look at the Spotify playlist if we can. But Yeah, Randy Newman just gets a cameo, which is awesome. And the Rakakuni storyline, I mean, it's just it's crazy that everything was so funny also had emotion to it. Like again, I was surprised that I cared about the hot dog verse. Like when like I'm like, "What is this?" And then of course they started eating each other's fingers and I was like, "I don't really know about that, one, chief, but other than that, cool time." But just so perfect, and that that's one story I wanted to tell about, and which is why I'm really glad I got to watch it with people. Is so, we watched it last night, and we paused at the 120 or the hour and 28 minute mark because uh, we need bathroom breaks. And Finley, a uh, good friend, good friend of mine, friend of the show, who. As big in the movies as we are, was like I think this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. We're that's like, exactly what I said. We're I think like that's a fair. I think it really think that's a like, fair. Like we finger. like i had been thinking of, we like we all were like we were just thinking that because like it was just crazy. And then Sutton, my roommate who didn't watch, came out. And we're like you. Finley was like you have to watch this movie. It I mean it, it was unbelievable. I've never seen a movie that lived up to the hype as much as this one did. As much as I was like wow, this is exactly what I've expected, and more so much more with so many details at the beginning and, like, just setting up so much foreshadowing with the storylines. And I love how Wayman is thrown to the sideline for a time there, and you're like, oh, okay, so this is this is Evelyn and her daughter, and then he comes back and he's the climax of the movie? His, the way he goes about life, the way his character feels, the way it's affected Evelyn is, I mean, it's so awesome. She doesn't just realize her relationship with her daughter, she realizes the relationship with her husband, with her father, like, every... There's no, there's no like, nothing that's left untied. Everything is tied together in this beautiful knot of awesomeness. I think the reason a lot of people are saying it's the best they've ever seen, which
0: it could be for me. I like, I I think that's a Definitely, very yeah. valid valid thing to if say. If it's not
1: the best I've ever, I, I've ever seen, it's top three. I think I, I
0: gave it a five out of five on Letterbox. Yes, yeah. I think I'd give it a ten out of ten right now. Yeah. Maybe a nine and a half if I was feeling mad about I mean, something. I mean, there know. are but, some
1: small discrepancies, like plot-wise. Like I have a big. I, I can, uh, I'll bring I up can, those issues in a minute, but we'll we'll get to that.
0: But I think this movie is like, if you wanted it to be like best action movie of the year, you could be like, yeah, best emotional movie of the year, yeah, best
1: sci-fi movie sci-fi of the year, movie. yeah, yeah,
0: best fantasy movie of the year, yeah. Every you can put in every single category that it goes into, you can say it's the best. And I'm not going to be like, eh. but like if I talk about another movie I love, like. Lehane, or like Children of Men, which like, Children of Men, adore that movie, I'd give that a 10 out of 10, but like, I'm not gonna say it's the best action movie of that year, because it's not really an action movie, yeah. it What's has action point? in it, but like, it doesn't do it amazingly well, because that's not what it's meant to do, but everything,
1: everywhere all at once, it does, every single one of those, it does it amazingly, exactly, I agree. And I think I think it goes back to what Kwan said even about you know, creating that MacGuffin to serve it even he even acknowledged that we made a MacGuffin to serve two purposes, to suck people into an action movie to then flip them on their heads. And that's what it does. And it explores so much uh, so much emotion. I mean, it really does talk about like what what is does does life not matter? Like that it explores that and it explores how many times Evelyn does this or that, no matter what, she doesn't being happy. And that's, you know, that's the great question, right? If this does it all matter? Is it just you know, throwing dice at that point? And there's so many even scenes at the beginning, like that. Just even like her first conversation with her daughter when uh, Joy runs away and she's going to talk to her. It's almost like she makes that conscious choice to say the wrong thing because she's like, I want to tell you, and then she's like, You're fat, and it's like that. That is like again another bad choice, and that explores that multiverse concept even more later on. Well, it's another layer that we
0: none of us here can understand. What I've heard from. Like children of Chinese immigrants, yeah. it, it hits even harder because yep. apparently, this is uh, it's like uh, 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 what's the word representative? Like, I guess I was thinking, Person- one, like pers- the personification, um, formed uh, it, it basically like shows how it is to be raised by Chinese immigrant parents. So, we actually what I've heard, we
1: actually watched it uh, with uh, one of my friends, Andrew Pham, and he expanded upon that because he hasn't experienced that, but he knows people who have, and he's like, this. It, it's 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 reality, and I, that's a, that's a very good point, Dave. Is that there is that whole layer that we clearly don't understand, but an entire culture understands more than us. And I feel like
0: just being a children of immigrants in general, true, from yeah. what I've heard. No, yeah, exactly.
2: Of being like that, I feel like this movie would hit even harder. It's, I mean, it's just so good. Oh my gosh, I just uh, that's I, a it, very depressing concept, though, to yeah. be the worst version of yourself. Like, just thinking, like, I've done everything wrong. And it is awful Absolutely. to imagine that.
1: And I love how um, Evelyn also is not the chosen one. Like, again, the fact that she's the worst version, but she also is not just, like, one-handed things or two-immediately picks it up. She just does it time and time again and is constantly learning on the job. She thinks of something that the Alphaverse didn't even think of, which is, like, if I can become Joe Topaki, I can defeat Joe Topaki. And I just think that... It's such a. It takes such creativity to imagine so many of these universes and bring them to life, and that's because you know Kwan and Shiner researched the concept of the multiverse as far back as 2010. They started writing the script in 2016. I mean, it was originally also written for Jackie Chan before they switched it to Michelle Yao, which I honestly think. Not no 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 offense to Jackie Chan, but I think Michelle Yao has a better range. Yeah, I don't think Jackie Chan could. It I think, I think M- Michelle role. Yao carries that emotional – she is the emotional core of this movie, and I think she, you know, delivers time and time again.
0: I'd be interested – I bet there's a multiverse. There's a universe where Jackie Chan plays Waymond.
1: Oh, which,
0: which again – Which I think ki Kwan does an amazing job. Which I'm
1: glad you brought up ki Kwan because he was actually short round in Indiana Jones and the Temple and of Doom. And he was Doom, in Goonies. And he was and he was in Goonies, and then in the 90s he just stopped pursuing acting because there weren't any jobs uh, I also jobs heard available. it was because – let me find it. You say your thing. But he stopped acting due to a lack of opportunity in the late 90s when he received his film degree from the USC School of Cinematic Arts and became working as a stunt coordinator. And this was his first movie back since the the uh, early 1990s. So he'd been basically retired wow. for 30 years. Yeah. he
0: killed it. And he did. The, the scene where he was with the fanny pack was mostly him. Excellent. Really? Yeah. I think oh. it was like maybe like one or two shots. It was someone else they, that they put. His they, head did, on, they did they did a very mostly. good
1: job of like making one. Even if they did have stunt doubles, that it wasn't super obvious. Which is also because honestly, somehow Michelle Yao just carries an essence of believability. I don't know how she does it playing this character. Even Evelyn's not supposed to be believable, but I, she was. Um, gosh, I just
0: what a movie. And I, I've also heard uh, after he saw the success of Crazy Rich Asians, he was like, I want to come back and work.
1: Did you say that already? Oh uh, no, I didn't. No, I didn't, but I'm didn't i saying that's just that makes a lot of sense because that movie was that movie because was really he, he big saw
0: part. like how successful movie starring uh, like Asian actors could be. So he's like, I think I want to come back and try some what, more stuff. Was she in, in
1: Crazy Rich Asians? Michelle, Michelle yeah, was. Yeah. Okay, okay. She she is one of the, the biggest act- actors from Asian cinema yeah. and is She's okay because I didn't
2: know she was in it. I saw the Crazy Rich Asians part in the yeah. movie and I was like, oh well, they made it so that she was in the movie in the movie. I was like, she is in the movie. Oh, she <laughs> is in the movie in real
1: life. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. So that just oh
2: here here's right here. Oh, in 2018, Kwan, uh, it's on
0: the
1: wiki. I didn't even notice that. Inspired by the success of Crazy Rich Asians, returned to acting. Excellent. Excellent. A- and then they cast him that him. same year. And I mean, for his first for you know back in the saddle after 30 years, this dude killed it. He's playing multiple versions of himself. I mean, he's playing. He's going in from Alpha Wayman to being totally clueless again. Daniel Kwan stumbled
0: stumbled upon him on Twitter, and after two weeks after uh. Ki Hui Kwan got
1: a talent agent. He received a call about the film. Excellent. Excellent. What a great casting choice, and what a great cast. I mean, I think major props, Stephanie Su as Joya Wong or Joe jo Topaki. This girl's amazing. She ate. She, she, did, quite, you know, she, she did. She did. <laughs> in fact, and I got to say, you know, a lot of films I feel like fail to stick the landing on their villain, and they fail to introduce them. Her introduction is downright terrifying, and it's awesome, and it's so incredibly like oh my gosh the uh, the don't worry Evelyn it's organic when she got shot by one of the security oh guards gosh. that yeah. had me on the floor that was one of the funny I mean that was awesome and then also it was like okay if they can't kill her with a gun uh, do, do we stand a chance because the movie for as funny as it is for as joyful as it is by the end of it I mean there's a 30 minute chunk there where you're like oh it's the end times like Evelyn's about to turn bad the world's caving on itself it's all over and then it, you know, lurches itself back to life. I think with, with, with Evelyn leading the charge there. But for a time there, I mean, it's about as doom and gloom as there is in a movie. But that's just another reason why it does it so well, because it does so many things like that. And the wardrobe for not only her but the whole movie. Costume department deserves an Oscar, which I will say. This this film, award season has not begun, but what awards it's up for, it has annihilated. It won. One Film Festival Award for the Adobe Editing Award, which I'm pretty sure means it. What, does that mean it was edited on Adobe? Probably was, yeah. Was it really? I mean, Oceans, me I was,
0: this? Oceans was edited on uh, Final Cut. Did you know that?
1: Like <laughs> <Really>? entirely. <laughs> of yeah. course. Imagine editing Brad Pitt and George Clooney <laughs> so, the so gang on Final Cut quit, Pro. Quick tangent. I'll go on to tell oh, a fun story. Oh, here we go. So Matt Damon,
0: after they, after they finished shooting Oceans 11, Matt Damon was like, so Steven Soderbergh, how's the how's the editing going? He's like, You wanna see it? And he went, What? And Steven Soderbergh whipped out his MacBook and showed him in the bowling alley the whole movie. Because he had it ed- <laughs> wow. he edited it while they were making it. Like he would like after the okay. day he'd go home and edit it what they made. That is
1: that I that I'm, I'm gonna get a greater appreciation for that movie Steven's, now that yeah. I know they did Was on it Final Final good cut. It's a good movie. I've never seen it. But. Phenomenal movie oh,
0: she, and, but if so, Alex and I actually used Final Cut in high school a lot. It's Difficult. It, I mean, like, it, but it, it, that's not really the point I'm trying to make. But if you watch it, Alex, you will see, like, the text crawl, like, the text jumping in. You will remember that from high school. Like, it's just, I'm very it, it's excited like, what for this use. Oceans episode. I'm
1: very I excited. I love that.
0: Like, th- it's my favorite trilogy, and I'll Excellent. stand by that.
1: Excellent. I'm very, very excited for the uh, Oceans trilogy. Um, that we're, we're going to do an episode on that later. Um, Anyway, so what What we? Oh, I was also talking about the awards. They were up for the Hollywood Critics Association Midseason Awards, and they were nominated for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They won seven, but that's because uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Stephanie Sue were both nominated for Best Supporting Actors, and only one of them could win. But this movie's probably going to win all the awards. Like It, it ought to. I sure it, hope it does. I, I, I'm, not, I'm hard pressed to know if a Best Picture nom is going to come that's going to beat this one. Isn't the
0: Batman going to end up being in this year's Oscars as well? Uh, I think it is, yeah. That'd be an issue. I think this should win, but like I feel like the Batman does have a shot for that. Ba-
1: the Batman's gonna, it might get a Best Picture nom, but comic movies don't get Best Picture nom. I feel like this one will get a Best Picture If Black Panther got enough. a Best Picture nom, this one, Batman will get a Best Picture Black nom. Black Panther got a Best Picture nom for other reasons outside
0: of the quality credit- I think the, the Batman the will get a Best Picture nomination, but I don't think it should win if yeah. think ever all once is also going to a
1: nomination. I think this movie has what else, to what win. What else will
0: get nominated? Oh, of out?
1: right now? Top Gun, top maybe. Top Dol- Gun. Um, oh, um, don't worry, Darling's oh. probably going to get nominated. That 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 movie's Oscar bait. I think yeah. it is, but from the clip I've seen of Harry
0: Styles acting, and the he has like forty accents, and the and the horror stories I've heard from the set, I don't think it's gonna win. Yeah,
2: I, I've not heard any. Oh. I've seen the video, but
0: so here's the thing. Oh. I'll tell you with another quick tangent. Uh, so don't worry, Dawn is directed by Olivia Wilde. Yeah, and Harry Styles is in it, obviously. Uh huh. And while they were shooting the movie, Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde became intimate with each other. Despite oh, the fact that she wow. was married to
1: Jason Sudeikis, Yeah, that's why they got the
0: divorced, but that's not really important. Okay. So from the stories I've heard, they'd, like, they'd go in to shoot that day. Florence Pugh is in it, and she's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, Florence Pugh, she's great. And uh, they'd show up, but then like Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles would just be in like, the trailer all day. So Florence Pugh would just... Direct the movie. She would direct it, so she basically directed really? the movie. From what I've heard, wow, she's not. It's not going to be listed as that. It's, it's going to be listed yeah. as Olivia Wilde. Yeah. But from what I've heard, she Florence basically directed this movie.
2: Wow. Yeah, I don't know what to say. To and that. apparently,
0: like she's not very happy about how uh, Olivia Wilde's been acting. Be so like either.
2: she's, I don't.
0: I'm not sure if she's going to do press for it as much as. She could. Well, I've heard rumors she that w- she might not. She Olivia like Wilde. She, no, no, no. Oh, Florence Pugh. Like yeah. she
1: hasn't. Apparently, she hasn't been posting like what I, Olivia Wilde posted. I, I, I don't that, know that that, that the movie. Their actual beef is all rumors at that point. Yeah, I'm not. I'm I not feel certain. like from what I, I feel like. But hey, Florence it, Pugh. She's gonna be a little actresses. star. Yeah. Midsummer craziest movie I've ever seen. Little for Women. Her. Yeah, little yes. Women. Yes. I love Little Women. Yeah, she was very good in that.
2: That's, Black
0: Black Widow. Haven't
2: seen it. Haven't seen it. It. The concept. It's such pa- a good concept for Marvel movies. Not a very good movie. That's fair.
1: Um, I just back to everything everywhere all at once because we got we got to keep talking about this movie for a bit longer. I just I feel like there's almost nothing left to say because it's like it's all perfect. Yeah, like, it's, it's so yeah. I, want, so I, I had a couple issues logistics wise. Um, just number one. Um, and this is, again is passable because the rest of the movie is so good. Is when uh, they're having the first conversation with Jamie Lee Curtis's character, but she's become the uh, ba- uh she's the Bagel, bagel Deidre yeah. now, uh, as the subtitles called her Bagel Deidre. Um, at one point, she pushes that gigantic cabinet up against the door and locks Alpha Waymond out. But like he could have easily climbed over it. It's video uh, game logic. I feel like there's I mean, a, like there's you, a gap right there. Yeah, I, I thought
2: it. that too, but then I was like
1: I don't video think game I don't logic. Think that's Fair, look, okay, again, again, it's small things, guys. Small, small, small potatoes here. It's not. It's not the end of the world. I feel world. like that
0: wouldn't be as easy to climb as. You think? Well, I mean, it, like, yeah, I mean, he's mean he light. just
2: used a a fanny pack yeah. as a weapon. He, I feel like he could figure. out. That's what it I'm out. saying. I
0: mean, like he could figure out. Like we could, we could all climb that. But yeah, but it, it, yeah. then he's like, bit.
2: I have to go because I can't climb out of this thing. And I'm like, okay. I
0: don't think he said. He said he have to go because you're not the right. No, adult. no, he
2: did say. He tried to push it over. And he said, weak body, and then. Yeah, yeah, but why not
1: – okay, okay, fine, fine. Maybe Look, the weak body couldn't do a pull-up. Yeah. Look, I- ah, okay. okay, all right. Explain all right. away. I- I- I'll, I'll, i good, good job, Cameron. Good job. that's good. I'll buy it. That's that. all we that's have. On. Shut fair. up, Alex. And then one, uh, one other thing. I guess uh, this was just more out of curiosity: is the things they have on their ears? How do they transport them over? But I guess, well, no, li- they just he, they literally just they're like Bluetooth. They're like Bluetooth phones. She he, like he grabbed the. Oh and yeah. Put her in her, They're going on a
2: different wavelength from a different universe. Yeah.
1: So also another question. This is just out of curiosity. So obviously we see Alpha Wayman for the first time. Um. Because no, because b- b- go back cameras. to the Bluetooth thing. Because yeah, the
0: girl from Parks and Rec. Uh, with the dog, yes. she has the Bluetooth in her ear at oh, the beginning. I never even noticed that. Because oh. she's on the phone when she's like, I'm here to pick okay, my Okay, so shirts. it's just basic. It's just it's basic. Just like a, yeah, it's just like a big Bluetooth. Okay, your it's Air just AirPods. basic Bluetooth technology. Yeah, they could okay. use your
1: AirPods. To I, was always, curious. Yeah. <laughs> I was curious about that. Okay, thank you. I'm glad I got that question answered. Um, And then number another one at the beginning, we see Alpha Wayman in the security camera, which is awesome. What do you think he was going to get? I thought it was the umbrella. He was getting the, the ears. The earpiece. Oh. That makes sense. Okay, well, again, I I didn't put the connection of the earpiece just being anything, so that makes a lot of sense. There you go. One thing that I was confused about was, okay, so
2: Evelyn dies, Mm. quote-unquote dies, doesn't actually die, and then she hops over to a different universe where they're having the party. Mm -hmm. And so then they have the emotional scene with her and her daughter after the party is that is that the Evelyn that we know, or is that just a different Evelyn? I think Evelyn?
0: that's the Evelyn. You remember early in the movie where like she got diverted into the one where they were go like where they left the IRS building? Yeah, that I that is that was, universe. I think it was that universe. So she
2: just takes over a different universe. She well, just takes over that girl's It just, She doesn't
0: take over because
2: she's all of them at once. I now. mean she is, but like you've seen from Alpha Waymond and Wayman that they are two different
1: people. Well but for Alpha Wayman it is, but she's literally she's, she's th- all of them. There's cracks in the pot, much like how Joy is everywhere, how Joe Baki like, is so, everywhere. Evelyn become becomes everyone. the same
0: thing where she has she's experiencing everyone, so every single one of her possibilities. Remember, yeah, so you c- just like switch to them
1: because remember how Alpha Wayman explains that. Um it's like there's cracks in a clay pot that is your head and it's leaking, but we will teach you to heal the cracks. So they heal them to where they just get the powers, but with Evelyn, she was jumping so sporadically, she simultaneously became those, she could travel between yeah. them. So so hypothetically, theoretically, if her subconscious were, or if her body were to die in one world, her subconscious would just transfer to the next, because she actually doesn't go to the family party, she first goes to the movie theater again. Because remember, when she dies, that's end yeah. of part one, yeah. then, she, then she goes to the party. So it's it's the idea that, her subconscious just jumping around yeah, to all the ones that she's but, been a part
2: of. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, we do, she never gets the resolution with her daughter, with her actual daughter. Well, no, but then that she goes back watching. to life. It,
0: it, it, it she does because both her and Tupaki are like all of them, so they're experiencing as if they were in their original
1: universe in that second universe. True, and they can just jump where. And again, they want. she does come back into her previous body that is the and worst does, version because yeah. she comes back to life and they're like that's impossible, but that's because she has the power of friendship or whatever, <laughs> basically. And, and technically, technically, the resolution with Joy comes in one of the dream worlds where it, it's more about her own story and also Joe jo Budapaki's own story coming together because she gets her resolution with the daughter from that universe where she says, hey, um, Gong Gong, this is Joy and her girlfriend Becky. Yeah. That's her resolution there, and then she uses that to then help Joe Budapaki, yeah. and then they're just living life. Does
0: that make sense?
2: That was... We're getting um, lost in the minutia here. Well, keep asking though. That's that's I, what the podcast is for. She, she went to that other universe where she she had the resolution with her father, right? But that was not her initial universe. She never goes back to the initial universe and has a resolution with her daughter because even though Tupaki is ex, is experiencing every other universe, every other universe is not experiencing Tupaki. Mm. right? It doesn't well, go no, backwards. Well, no, joy joy's in all the universes. Yeah. No, 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 no. Jobu Tupaki's in all the universe. Which is who is Joy? Yes, but not every Joy is experiencing. No, Jobu it, no, they are. No no, 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 it's it's like it's they, like the rectangle
1: is a square, but a square
2: is not yeah, a rectangle. They are not experiencing it because when when Jobu Tupaki leaves in part two, Joy wakes up and she's like, "How did I get here? Oh, that's right, What's you're going right. on?" So when you're they right. have the resolution for Jobu Tupaki, Joy
1: didn't experience that. So we don't actually see her daughter get the resolution. Well, I believe the resolution is implied at the end when they go to the, when they go to do the taxes again, and Joy is with them. It's also just. I think it's a showing that Evelyn has learned these lessons that she's going to take with her where everything does matter. Yeah. I think yeah. it's more its more about the lesson there than yeah, actual resolution. Because, again, technically she does end up as the original Evelyn again because when she comes back to life and stuff and she's there. And it is with Jobu Depaki. But I think it's also – it's all not metaphorical because it's very on the nose. Not, not much of a metaphor there. But, like, the idea is that that final clip is just showing Evelyn – because it just zoomed in on her being happy because she recognizes that she's okay. made the right choices at the end. Okay. Yeah. I I, I was just getting lost. That's in a fair the question. There, there's, of a it. Of it. Yeah. There, there's a lot of it. There's a lot, and I, I was lost a few times and I was like, okay, whoa, I don't really know what's going on here. But I think it's it's because of the fact that she doesn't play by the same rules that Alpha does because she hasn't learned. Like, cause that's cause I actually uh, somebody who watched it was last night brought up that question. I was like, well, technically, Alpha Wayman says all these rules that. Evelyn is not following, but that's because Evelyn does not know yeah. how to follow the rules because she doesn't. Mm-hmm. She was not training; to... She's doing it right now. And then she jumps so far into the deep end so quickly, she ends up on the parallels of Jobu Tapaki. But I got to say, like, I think with a movie that's as action-heavy as it is, so many great action scenes, such a great concept, it's rarely that the dialogue levels up to it as well. But, I mean, good God, it does. Even the written stuff, even the scene with the rocks. Yeah. Compelling. yeah. Or, or even, like, when she keeps jumping and she jumps to like the bird universe where she whistles words at him. And then um, James Hong has this great line where he says, um, That's please. That's why he's difficult for me too. No, no. no. Like he that. says, please, I-, I can't lose another loved one to the darkness. And it's like, yes, James Hong. Great line delivery. I'm, big, I'm a big fan of that because he doesn't he most of the time he's just yelling orders, but that was a, a very more emotional moment for his character, and I appreciate that. He also has that, that same line in that same scene. he's like, that's why he's like,
0: she's like, that's your granddaughter. Oh yes, like, yes. That's yes. why it's difficult for me exactly.
1: too. Exactly. So James
2: Hong, I, awesome. I do think he had like some of the funniest moments in the entire movie. Yes. the pudding. Like, he would just show up and like he would just—he's flying across the room, or he's—he's oh. he's a robot, <laughs> and then or he had, or had the, the mecha <laughs> just out of nowhere. It's so funny. Or when Alvin
1: Williams like, oh, we're watching him, and then it's just him eating pudding. Yeah, over yeah. and over again. That and was he just he just
2: pulled out a gun at one scene. Is like he, you could do anything, yeah. but you just pull out a gun. It's Absolutely. Hilarious.
1: And like I mean, again, y'all were talking about that scene where um, celebrity Evelyn confronts uh, Waymond oh outside God. of the theater. Oh my goodness! That that that's, that's that whole, of whole that series of scenes alone that give like it the Oscar ring. nom. Or the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis pulls up again to be in love with Evelyn and their hot dog fingers, and that they're playing piano with their feet. And what in God's name? That was one of the best things. Also, I really really thought it was funny when unsung heroes of the movie were the people uh, working with Alpha Wayman, so you'd be like, Is that pro wrestling? When the when the um when They're Sumo dude? Yeah. Oh my guy's going for a backbreaker. <laughs> that was hilarious. I loved that. But it's just all of it's such good dialogue. Like even the beginning when um which I didn't realize the first watch that Wayman is deliberately trying to give her the divorce papers. I didn't connect that it was the same papers. Oh. I thought he was just trying to talk to her because yeah. it was a lot of dialogue that started. It's hard to keep track. you are trying to remember who everybody is. Watching it, it's like, oh, he's definitely trying to do that. And then just, like, even when Evelyn so blindly is, like, basically telling Wayman how happy she was without him. He's like, I saw my life without you. Oh, I wish you could have seen it. Gosh. It was so beautiful or whatever. And I'm like, oh, girl, don't say that.
2: Out of pocket. Everything she says in this movie is so far outside the pocket. Indeed,
0: and, not, that's why, and that's why pocket. her
1: redemption, yeah. quote
0: unquote, at the end is so much better. Exactly, yeah. because
1: yeah. because she she recognizes so much and grows so extensively, and is able to help Jobu Dupaki grow in the end. It all works out in the end. Excellent. I just awesome movie. Oh my gosh, I'm just I'm just taken aback by all of it. Which I did have a question. Actually, hold up, I need I need to look this up because we were wondering because you know how Jamie Lee Curtis's character Deidre, she always has a cast on her hand. But in the hot dog universe, she has one on her foot. Yeah. Which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. I just thought that their was hilarious. And I also think it's I think I like the fact that these characters are not flawless. Like the fact is they've basically committed tax fraud. Like under the well. under the underlying of all the all the details at the start of the movie, they they committed <laughs> there there is something I feel like they could have defended themselves better. The karaoke
2: machine you could have been like, Well, my my business is, you know, it draws in customers
1: to have it a does. karaoke machine. You it could does. write that off
2: as a business. It expensive. does.
1: But I, they, yeah, they, they're, you know, they're not perfect, and I, I appreciate that because too many movies, I think nowadays, the characters are perfect, and I like the fact that this movie knows it isn't, and also explores again what it feels like to be totally, you know, feel like life is pointless, and then of course she puts everything on a bagel, poppy seed, um, what was, what was the other one? Every breed puts, of dog. Oh yeah, every breed of dog, salt. All like all <laughs> her, all <laughs> her hopes and dreams. All my hopes and dreams. Uh oh my gosh, that was so, that. Cast her in all the movies. I don't care, like she was great. And okay, so let's talk about some favorite moments. And what was y'all's favorite moment? Or we'll say, what's your favorite? Since this is so many things in one, what's your favorite emotional moment? It's 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 in the rain if, outside if, if, okay. if the theater. Yes. And then what was your favorite fight scene? Because there are so many. The fanny many. pack. Yeah. Fanny really? pack. Hands down. I thought that the awesome. I thought the um when they all the had trophies. to shove the trophies up i thought oh, that was hilarious that was
2: hard to w- it was funny but it was cuz they were to just watch. flying
0: around <laughs> oh actually no i'm going to i'm actually going to go with uh, when she's i don't know if you count as an action scene but she's when she's making everybody happy after wayman told her to like yeah that's a good. Oh thing. yeah,
1: yeah. That's that. That is. That's fighting in a different way. Yeah, I, I really that like was a that great one. scene. Fighting. I
2: fight like you. You know, I fight like you. That's what she said. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah,
3: that exactly. That somewhere. that
1: was a good one. And then, uh, what was your favorite universe of all the ones? Which there were a lot that we didn't even get to see much of, because there was that whole scene where they just showed like four hundred of them. What was your favorite of the multiverses explored? Wow. Um, I like the one where she was blind and that let her become it? a singer. That yeah. was cool. I thought the pinky one was hilarious. That one was hilarious. With yeah. a gigantic, I don't know. And then the hot dog verse, it just took me so by surprise. And I didn't expect to care. And then Jamie Lee Curtis leaving, and I'm sad. And I'm like, why am I sad here? There's no need to be sad. Yeah. It's it's the hot dog verse. It doesn't matter. But then it did. I, I like surprise. the 2001 Space Odyssey. No, that was that funny. was good. Wait, when, when the when the monkeys with the oh my gosh, fingers. that was so funny. Yes, okay, yeah, that was great. That's funny. Also, liked I liked the rock verse. Obviously, the, we. Humanity or Earth didn't have the right chemicals, so we couldn't become people. But yeah, I think that. Well, that was that was the reason. Do they say that? Yeah, no, she I, says I she know, says that, that, that there wasn't the right like yeah. whatever, so life never develops. So now we're all rocks. For some reason,
2: the first time I saw that, I they had the trailer for the other A24 film where it's like the shells. Uh, yeah, Marcel Lachelle was shooting. Yeah, was on. I thought those were like related and somehow. I thought they were doing like a Marvel thing. A cro-
1: crossover. <laughs> what? <laughs> I- and then just then just Samuel Jackson ends up in the background. It's like, oh my god, it's a crossover. Not again. Yeah, yeah. Excellent, excellent. Well, any final thoughts on everything? Everywhere? All? At I once have one we move final on. thing to say. This Go movie ahead. handles philosophy, like
0: philosophical ideas, with directors and writers who are the same. They they, they wrote and directed it. That understand the philosophy they're talking about and like are actually interested in it. I agree. Nihilism. Yeah, yeah. which for those, I mean, like, it, it, they may they may not prescribe to it. I personally don't, but
1: like, at least they, they like know they, they, they underst- know what they're talking about. They're not when pretending they to write something that they don't understand. They understand. And I'll say so for those who don't know, nihilism is according to Merriam-Webster the rejection of all religious and moral principles and the belief that life is meaningless. That's Nietzsche was a big nihilist. Yeah, and it's also
0: existentialist, which was a big Camus idea. Which is
1: why it's such a great, I
0: think, twist. Existentialism and nihilism are really related though. Interesting. Existential- nihilism's like just give up. Existential- existentialism's more like, from what I understand, it's like find meaning in the in the despair.
1: Interesting. Which is why I think it was such a great twist when Jobu Dupaki, this villain that's there to destroy the universe, isn't there at all, but it's for the fact that she doesn't want somebody to understand why she lost her mind.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Great. 10 out of 10 movie. Great turn of a... Yeah, I agree. I agree. 10 out of 10, 11 out of 10. If you haven't seen it, Watch it. We're not allowed to tell people to go see it, but I think it's high. It's well within your best interest to find. If this I became movie. president, it'd be a law. That's what you gotta watch. <laughs> oh Lord! Speaking of speaking of Davis's uh, being in charge of things, we've got two more segments to go before we end. Davis. Oh, we do. Okay. We do. Sorry to say. Ministry Anna. of Truth. Ministry of Truth. Davis, you got a lot. We had that Harriet story. If you want to talk about that, <laughs> you want to hear something <laughs> crazy? I want Yeah. You know who Harriet Tubman is. I do. As most I do. people do. I, do we already talk about this? We, you told me about. Oh this. yeah, but go ahead, Davis. Anyway, this. So <laughs> in
0: 1995. They were developing a Harriet Tubman movie,
1: written by the same. Who? What else did they write? Alex, they wrote. Oh my gosh! Um, hold on, let me look at the movie itself. Um, let's see. It's. I think it's the 2019 movie. Was it 2019? Um, I'm okay. not entirely. Well, this movie was in 1995. Interesting. So this one was it? Gregory Allen Howard? I'm not entirely sure. Yes. So, okay. So it's the guy who wrote. Uh, Remember the Titans? Among are we other. sure? Yes. Okay, well it was they were developing
0: it, Studio Exec's. What I don't I don't know what Studio And it was. Ali. Sorry. There you go. And then, in nineteen ninety five they were like, Okay, we're gonna make a Harriet Tubman movie and then the the, the discussion of who to cast as Harry Tubman came up.
3: <sighs>
0: and one studio exec had the brilliant I mean just brilliant <laughs> idea. <laughs> they raised their hand, they went, Oh, what's her name? I just forgot her name. Julia, Julia Roberts, Roberts. oh my Lord. I genuinely just forgot her name. Craziness. They wanted to cast Julia Roberts as Harriet Tubman because, quote, no one will remember that she's black. That being Harriet what? Tubman. <laughs> yes, that is what they said. That it was so long ago that they won't remember that
2: she is it's, a black. It's woman. Hamilton rules.
1: Which, <laughs> which Harriet Tubman is probably the most famous slave that ever walked the earth. One of, I guess. I mean, it's a weird thing to say. No, I mean, I <laughs> you know what I mean. Okay, sorry. You know, you know what I mean, though. Like yes. in U.S. history, she is the most like there that's not that's if not you don't something know any other people that, the from po- the, the point January the point is Hary that's w. not someone that people would forget yes obviously sorry yes that was my point <laughs> i know it sounded <laughs> weird but no i'm mean, just saying like it's true like if we are going to like it's just crazy he's like oh they they won't remember how, how how craziness so what what was your your statement on studio execs davis i said they're both the dumbest people to ever live, while simultaneously
0: being the most evil <laughs> beings on this earth. <laughs> okay, so I'm a little hyperbolic, but Davis—that that was hyperbolic on purpose. But like, uh, you get what I—there's a dichotomy of being
1: so stupid but so just evil. Indeed, indeed. And what, what a, what? You wanna, you wanna say I'll, it, Kevin?
2: I, I wanna I'll say it. I don't know if I want to say it on the air. I'll but... say it. Should I say it, Alex? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But that is a very good point, isn't it? <laughs> the, the Julia Roberts Harry Tubman movie
0: in twenty years, just in Florida. Oh my God! It's gonna make it's gonna it, make three
1: hundred billion
2: dollars in Florida. Who's that? Who's that girl on the Mandalorian? Who? Uh, oh, oh, Gina Carano. She's gonna Carano. be Harry Tubman. <laughs> oh, movie. the Daily Wire Harriet Tubman <laughs> <Yes>. movie. It's
0: <laughs> okay. gonna be crazy. You know. She, she was in The Mandalorian, and now she's in a movie where she got sniffed. She's a bodyguard that got sniffed by Joe Biden. No, she isn't. <laughs> yes, yeah. She's oh. in the Daily Wire universe, man. The Daily Wire cinematic universe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, so. We're keeping all this in. No- <laughs> <laughs> and on that note of cutting all that out, let's move on to our last segment of the day before we wrap up. What have, what have we been reading? You know, outside of all the watch movies we watch for the podcast, watching reading. Shout out to
0: um Mr. Sunday Movies because we've basically just stole this from them.
1: It's a, it's a good concept, you know. What else you been watching outside of your podcast, outside oh, of yeah. your weekly movies, Cameron? How about you? Anything you've been watching or reading? Uh, playing anything?
2: I'm reading Dune. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. Nice. I've watched four seasons of Better Call Saul in a week. There you go.
1: Wow, very nice. Yeah. Bow bow
2: bow bow bow. bow. Nice.
1: Yep. Pretty there you good. go. Anything awesome, else? Awesome. Is that it? Uh, I don't play video games. So. okay. Well, that's no. a solid amount then, Dave. It's up to you. I got quite a bit, of course. I'll, I'll trim think, some of it I Did we down.
2: already talk about how I watched
1: Dope Sick when we did the- No, no. You so watched, I watched Dope Sick. You watched it on my recommendation yeah. of the episode. I also watched All the Boys. Which Dope Sick, wow. Cameron, it's not very gory. It's one of the best shows. It's really good. Okay. It's, so it's, it's about, about the opioid, opioid crisis. crisis. Oh, jeez. So okay. it's- it's I mean, Michael it's Keaton? Tragic. It's sad. But it's- Check it out. It's one of the best shows I have seen in recent memory. Excellent. I've been okay. playing That'd The Last days. of Us 2 of course. recently.
0: Of course. I've kind of hit a lull because school started, so I haven't played it in a little bit, which I'll probably pick it back up. Nice. Hopefully, so I can finish it before, of
1: course. The, before the show, the before you get angry about the show. Um, you use Twitch? Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> maybe he played The Last of Us 2 because Pedro Pascal, maybe he thought they were making a prequel to The Last of Us 2, so he only played <laughs> that one. <laughs> Well, the, there's, there's, a, there's an issue with Joel in that one. <laughs> See, that, that's why he's so out of character. Oh, he, yeah, because we're in limited context. <laughs> he's working off like
1: two scenes. He's, he's like, like, oh, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: okay. He's he, It's the scene of him singing Future Days oh, and then my when gosh. they're at the museum. Oh, my Lord. Anyway, Everybody Davis. also been watching the MCU for our upcoming MCU. Yes, so it's so. going to be
1: a big phase, one. Phase one. Which, by the way, Davis, now that you've all, you you already said you watched the boys, but can I can you just admit that uh, I was right? About what? Uh, you got on my neck because I was recommending the boys endlessly, and I didn't get on your neck because I didn't think it was going to be good. It's just how much you were recommending it, but it was worth it. Yeah, yeah, it excellent, excellent. Well, I got quite a. Oi, you know what? Oi, I ain't going to say the word. Obviously, I'll say it. Uh, no, 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 Don't we do? Don't we do that nonsense? Um, I got quite a bit on here. I finally finished ER, fifteen Boo. seasons. Wow, three hundred and thirty-one episodes. That's why he, he wanted to watch Evangelion because he was watching ER. Three hundred and thirty-one episodes. I counted it. It was 12 and a half days of my life. I regretted, you're never going to get them back. I regretted the last four seasons of it at minimum. It was so bad your doctor one end. day, you're going to be like on your deathbed. This, they were like, you could have had 12 and a half more days. <laughs> it was so bad by the end. But it, honestly, the ending itself was really worth the wait. Honestly. Would what I've was skipped? the ending? Can you, well, I don't care if you
2: spoil so it. The it, helicopter it was, falls on no. Stanley Tucci. So basically,
1: like, it was... It was <laughs> is this Stanley what? Tucci what guy is it <laughs> Stanley Tucci was in the show but it fell on Robert Romano um, a helicopter fell on <laughs> somebody but it was after a helicopter cut off his hand and in then an it was ER? like chasing after him yep yes yep. that was what yep, yep. so ER um, was honestly probably one of the biggest shows of all time during its peak run it got 30 million viewers an episode I was thinking of Alan Tudyk so was yeah about. you were um, it, was, it was huge and the, honestly the first six seasons are really good and by the end it was just a lot of cool like Interesting storylines with old characters that had been introduced that came back. I liked it. It was worth it because all the new characters sucked, though. That was the problem. But anyway, finished ER. Uh, been watching Modern Family again. Love that that's show. show. Oh, lo- it's lo- funny. Yeah. Lo- it's it's great mindless TV to turn on when I, have I to like do Ty stuff. Burrow a lot. Yes. Oh my gosh, feels so great. Uh, I watched Dodgeball, and man, that movie never has aged it. a little poorly, honestly. I can believe that. But another movie that's aged poorly that people like a lot for some reason, Idiocracy.
0: I've never seen it. Never, seen, never seen, seen it. it. Interesting. It's about eugenics, basically. Interesting. Oh and, yeah. Um,
1: Yikes. Last last two things here. Uh, I watched Kung Fu Panda 2 because future guest on the show and friend of the show, Sutton Sylvester, my roommate, thinks that's like one of the best animated movies of all time and better than the original. It's interesting. It's valid. It's a yeah, valid it's, it's a good movie. Is Dave Tong's in it? Uh, I, probably. Yeah. He's yeah, He is. He's yeah, he, is. Yeah. He, has a, he has a really good scene actually in it. Um, it's a good movie. Is that
0: the, one where he's like, is that the scene where he's With like, I'm still your dad? Yes.
1: Yes. So good. So good. It's a great movie, which watching DreamWorks movies just makes me want to watch How to Train Your Dragon again. But I yeah. love that trilogy. Uh, and then I also watched Apocalypse Now because when I worked at Callahan's this summer, one of my co-workers was like, "You have to watch Apocalypse Now," and that is the craziest movie I think I've ever seen. The horror. I've never seen it. it the the like, horror. You have, have you ever read Heart like, of Darkness? I haven't seen it. It's but just maybe. a war, It's just a war movie for like the first hour and forty five, and then and then Marlon Brando shows up and starts speaking in poetry for the last yeah. hour. And it's, it's like to, what it's, is happening? Who,
2: that's the, that, who the did, Godfather. Who directed it?
1: Oh, uh, uh, oh, it's uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Yes. Okay. So It's, it's like the, the line, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. That's from that movie. Oh, uh, okay. It's, well, like, it's, it's like it's Heart of Darkness is what it is. It's oh. Heart
0: of Darkness in Vietnam.
1: Interesting. And it's also pretty much invented the idea. Have you the read idea... Heart of Darkness? No, I have not. It's a good book. It's, it, it basically invented the idea of the Vietnam War soundtrack. Like all the Clearwater revival and just blasting on loudspeakers. It's, it's a good movie. Did they it's not just actually wild. play that in Vietnam? No. Wait, what? That's kind of like a that's kind of like a bit. They did it's, play. Really? They did
0: play like ghost sounds when they were flying over the forest to scare the Viet the Viet Cong because they had like a like one of the beliefs was that like you they you'd be haunted or something. So they tried to like psychological warfare scare them into thinking they were being haunted by. And then death, in less death, psychological
1: red, red. and more just actual uh, warfare, they injected chemicals into the clouds to induce monsoon season. Yeah. So really, oh yeah, I've the heard Vietnam War is crazy. Wow. But this movie also to, when my crazy. dad was
0: in Iraq, they played like like disturbed and stuff on the Humvee radios, like through speakers, like heavy metal stuff while they're just driving around. They
1: <laughs> go. Craziness. Word. Great anecdote from Davis. But that's all I've got on my, uh, what have we been reading or watching? So I guess any final thoughts, obviously Davis will be back next week with Cameron. Thank you again for what are joining we doing next week, Alex? Thank you for having uh, me. Uh, we we'll be doing, I believe it is the MCU next week. MCU <laughs> phase one. Going to be Yikes. a good time. But Cameron again, thank you for joining the show. Brought some, Excellent insight into everything, everywhere, all at once. And thanks to everyone for tuning in to the first official episode of Through the Lens Part 3, Season 3, the finale, whatever you want to call it. We hope you enjoyed it, and if you have any thoughts on everything, everywhere, all at once, you can reach out to the show's Instagram directly. And if you have not seen the movie yet, but listened to this episode, I would implore you to go watch the movie anyway. We will be back next week for the first episode of our MCU extravaganza, and we hope you will be there, too. This is Alex Houston alongside my co-host, Davis Carroll, and special guest, Cameron Kasperzak, signing off, and we will talk again next week.